Foiled again, Robin. Yeah, Mike, go ahead. You're on the main. Good morning, Howard. That, that was really fast. I wasn't expecting you to pick up that soon. Um, so, Howard, big news. Obviously, uh, Rep. Lauren Boebert was in public vaping, and she got kicked out of the Beetlejuice uh, musical. Just admit it. No matter how disgusting her politics are, how hot is it that she was letting her date grab her boobs, and she was grabbing his crotch, and they were having a good old time out in public? Like, isn't that just really hot but really disgusting at the same time? Uh, Lauren Boebert is a disgrace to this country, it, not because of the, the video. You are 100 percent right. Forget the she's politics. She's yeah, in a she uh, titty dress. If you saw the video, she's in a titty dress. She's with some dude. Looks like she's, you know, obviously vaping, but also looks like she might be grabbing his penis during uh, Beetlejuice. And uh, her, and he's is playing Beetlejuice with her. Just a sexy play. <laughs> it's a very erotic play, evidently. I re I remember the movie. It was nothing sexy about it. You didn't grab anybody during the movie. I guess the play is much hotter. Uh, but uh, but she was wearing a tight titty dress. Uh, I I've seen porn stars wear more. And uh, this dude that she's with is playing with her titties during it. They're having a party, and I mean, take away the politics. Jesus Christ, uh, she's fun. I mean, uh, she, I, I'd like Do to be able to play. Do you your Congress people to be fun or serious? No, you, you're mixing, uh, if you want now, <laughs> if you want me to talk about her as a congressperson. First of all, she's a liar. She was denying that she vaped, didn't even know what vaping right. was. But then when they found the video, oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, what is I've with that? I've fallen short of my own standards. <clears throat> oh, yeah. <laughs> Someone told me she, it, I, I don't know if this is true. Someone told me she's already a grandmother. She's like 36, but her kid already had like a kid already. And uh, is that true or am I, am I reading I don't wrong? know anything else about her except, you uh, know, like she loves uh, shows, a live show. No, you're correct. I think she had <laughs> to drop out of high school because she was pregnant. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I, I think she barely won the election. I mean, how in Col I don't know what's going on in Colorado. I, what are they just got dumb people in Colorado? How do you elect well, someone well, like her? They're all high too. Come on, Colorado is the first state that uh, legalized marijuana. Isn't she the one who's screaming about drag queens all the time and they're, oh, yeah. they're immoral? Yeah. And isn't she a big morality person? I mean, yeah, uh, she, doesn't, she doesn't want people. My point she doesn't want was, you to. Sorry, Robin. Go ahead. Uh, no, just she doesn't. She doesn't want you exposing children to sexuality. But what she means is homosexuality. She doesn't mean sexuality. Right. She's okay with you seeing heterosexuality, just not gay people. And that's that's what I take issue with too. Is I don't I well, don't do sexual uh, stuff in front of my kids. And how embarrassing! Like she's at a play of Beetlejuice, and she's the annoying. Like this is a woman, a congresswoman. She, she's the annoying person. There was some pregnant woman behind her. If you watch the video, who's saying? I think she's saying to her, "Can you please stop vaping? I don't want to breathe that shit in." And uh, I, I, I guess judging from the video, I hope I have the story right. They had to escort her out of a play because she can't act appropriately in a play. I mean, well, she can't act appropriately anywhere. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, truth. I mean. I mean, how did she win an election? How does a woman like that win an election? I mean, 
you know, there's certain standards of, of, of like, don't lie. I mean, once you get caught lying like that, th- 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 goodbye. But no, no, no one resigns. Not anymore. anymore. No, 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 not anymore. You don't have to leave. You just stay there and weather the storm, whatever but storm I got to admit, may be. When I watch that tape, I go, God, she must be so much fun to fuck. Oh, my yeah, God. She's, she's a hot girlfriend, but, you know, do we need her in Congress? Did you notice that when he reached we over... We need her in a strip boob? club, and we need her to give lap dances, and we need her to play with guys' dicks through their pants. Are those pants. real, Howard? Are those real breasts? I don't know. Listen, that I can't answer. I am, uh, I you know, I examined the tape. You confirm or deny. <laughs> those dresses are tricky. Those dresses really make them look perfect, so it's hard to tell if it's the dress or if they really are like that. You know, she was born with them. It's pretty impressive if she was. She's my kind of gal. But, Did you uh, notice, not- though, when he reached over, Howard, she didn't even, like, if I try to reach over at any moment, unless we're actually in the middle of, you know, doing stuff, if I reach over to grab my wife's breast, she's going to pull away and be like, what the fuck are you doing? And so, exactly. This, you know what I mean? She's I, uh, be like, wow, we're in public and you should feel me up. I know from, you know, years of being around women, they hate when you kind of just like, like jiggle their titties. This this dude, like in the middle of Beetlejuice, is rubbing her titty, and she likes it. Like she's like, "Fuck, give me like you should see." She's you like, "Can't trust women that way, Howard." Yeah, she's can't. letting it happen. That doesn't mean she likes it. God, she sure looked like she liked it because she reached in and was like, looked like she was grabbing his dick. Yeah, her next move was to the crotch with both of her hands, one hand and then the other. <laughs> I tell you what, Robin, I was thinking, uh, boy, this she's play. She's trying to get married. That's what she's trying to do. <laughs> I was, I was watching this whole scenario and I go, this play Beetlejuice must be pretty boring. I mean, these two can't, uh, they can't pay attention to what's happening on stage. Or something sparked something. I don't know what Beetlejuice was doing, but the next thing they know, they had to join in. <laughs> By the way, again, I'm no one to tell a man what to do with a woman, but. He's shaking her boob like a magic eight ball. It's look like he's. It looks like he's looking for answers from that titty. And uh, I got to tell like you, she's a bit uh, like a one of those pinball games, you know, where you're taking those things and just shaking them around. She's jiggling that titty like he's waiting for uh, an answer from a magic eight ball. And I, I'm and I'm like, man, I'm for everything I know, women don't like that, but. Well, I no, told no. you last week, I just slipped out and said, men are in terrible shape. They don't know anything. They treat you like an object, like a car. They start twisting and turning <laughs> like, what are you doing? What am I, a radio? <laughs> um, uh, but you got to admit, that's the most heterosexual moment in musical theater history. I mean, uh, <laughs> not the kind all of thing the, you expect. All the gay people were upset about the, uh, you know, the PDA, the public yeah. display of affection that went too far. Hey, pal, can you knock off all the heterosexuality? I'm trying to enjoy a very gay moment. <laughs> hey, buddy, if that chick doesn't have a penis, you better get your hand off those tits because this is bullshit. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. All right, Mike. Take care. Yeah. Yeah. She's Howard, hot. There's no question. Uh, I, I, from, uh, ever, from, oh, Howard, I won't ask one other question. Have you ever gotten like I used to have friends or like people I knew would go to the movie theaters all with girls and they'd get hand jobs and they'd blow jobs and a couple of people had sex in the theater. Have no. you ever fucking when you were a teenager? No. Did you, you imagine that, Howard? <laughs> When I was a That's teenager, crazy. nobody looked at me. I had to become famous in order to get someone to look at me. Are you <laughs> but crazy? Yes, much less felt you up. 
Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember I, I went to see The Graduate, and uh, they were this, these two girls started yanking on my tool during it. It was hard to pay attention. I've never even had a Blumpkin. How dare you? I'm talking about. I'm talking to women now. How dare all of you not give me a Blumpkin? Whatever that is. All right, How thank you. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, How dare you? Anyway, uh, Bobo, go ahead. You're on the air. I've been spoken to Bobo in a I while. Yeah. He deserves a chance. Go ahead, Bobo. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, I come up with t- my top five questions if given the opportunity to ask Paul Simon. I'll run right through them for you. Uh, uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I got so many. I spent all weekend just thinking about Paul Simon. And Hey, John, do you happen to have... The list of songs I want to talk to Paul Simon about. Do you happen to, do you happen to have them up? Yeah, I can put them up. Hit him with the hind. I mean, I spent, I would say, most of the weekend obsessing over Paul Simon. And the more you obsess over Paul Simon, the more you realize how fucking brilliant the guy is. Because right. this, when you go back and really listen to the songs, The Body of Work... And you go back all the way to the first Simon and Garfunkel album, which, by the way, was not successful. But it had Sounds of Silence on it. But it was more of an acoustic version. Didn't have all that, um, didn't have all those uh, orchestral things about it. It was so good. And that wasn't even a hit. And then when they came out with the next album, they had like five mind-blowing songs on that album. Like, I mean, masterpieces and... And then you start going album by album by album through Simon and Garfunkel into the Paul Simon solo stuff. And your head wants to explode because it's you you can't eat. You go, oh, yeah, that song. Oh, that one. Right. Yeah, that one. You get you get fucking nuts. And I went, I'm going to be sitting in a room with this guy. And I really do need 17 hours if you're going to properly cover this guy's career. So it becomes a question of like, what aren't what aren't you going to ask Paul Simon? What are you going to let go of? The guy has such a history. This is the problem with longevity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Robin and I do not like people who have longevity. We like someone who has one or two hits. uh, You know, and then Paul Simon. (laughs) It's just crazy. Uh, Yeah. It's just crazy after all these years. There you go. All right, Bobo, uh, go ahead. It. Give me your okay. top five questions if you can barrel through right. them real quick. I'll barrel right through them. Uh, one of them, would you say that Wait off your Seven Psalms album was your most difficult song you ever written? Um, do you ever? Well, I'm not going to ask him that, but I will read him the, li- the, I, the lyric in that song that gets me every time. Mm-hmm. So Paul Simon put out a new album, and it happens to be really good. And it's basically... It's called the Seven Psalms, but it's one song. It's like it's like one masterpiece, and it's very eerie to me because he says a line in that song, which is so true. He's talking about like in the song, he's talking about depression, and uh, and I forget the exact line how he puts it. You know, he's so fucking poetic, but. You don't realize how minor all your little depressions are in life until you encounter the big one. Mm. In other words, when you hit real tragedy, you realize how 
small everything else was when the big how one in, comes. unimportant and yeah. how it didn't even deserve that much attention. But I'm trying to think how he says the line. He goes, you don't realize until the big one comes. So I will ask him about that line. Right. But, uh, I mean, I'm not going to ask him if that was the most difficult song he ever wrote. Can we put, uh, take uh, his questions out of the barrel and put him in it? <laughs> you want to empty the barrel of his questions and throw Bobo in it and put a lid on it. Uh, the line was, I lived a life of pleasant sorrows until the real deal came. So you don't realize at the time there were pleasant sorrows, you know. Like the other day, I was really bummed out about something. And then I heard that song and I go, yeah, you know, this is just one of those pleasant sorrows when the real yeah, fucking bombs really hit. It's not really that important. It's just yeah. a minor irritation right now. I was thinking of the people in Ukraine. Like, I'm sure that when you're living in Ukraine, eh, you know, whatever, you have your life and it's not easy and this might happen. And, th and then all of a sudden the real deal comes. Fucking Russia starts dropping bombs on your head. Then you really... Anyway, okay, Bubba. The other four, please. Okay. Do you have any? Do you have any life regrets? And uh, who was your biggest influence in your mu music career? All right, we might get and, into the influence one, but go ahead. Right. Although I already know the answer. Don't think it, he, he, you know, when you hear it, Bobo, don't think you inspired the question, Howard. No, 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 no. I'm just saying this is stuff I came up with. Um, right. Do you have any regrets selling your entire catalog to Sony? Well. And then, okay. All right. Fair enough. You've hit on some things that are interesting. Okay, Bobo. Right. Thank you. Thank Actually, you. Actually, there's good. other questions I think that are better, Bobo. Why does he like wages? Does he like wages? Because he wrote a song about the 59th Sweep, which song? <laughs> Feeling groovy and bridge over trouble water. Your thoughts? <laughs> All right. There or you go. Did Paul think that Art Garfunkel's hairdo and the lady ears made him look like Larry of the Three Stooges? Your thoughts? <laughs> I like your questions, Bobo Puppet. Oh, I have one more. Uh, why did he call the song 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover when he only listed five? Your thoughts. All right. There you go. Thank you. All right, Bobo. Thanks. Now, I was going through um, all the different songs. You got them in order, Johnny? The way we discussed it, because I want to, I want to get people psyched up. Yeah, I'm putting it up right now. Hmm. All right. Anyway, John in Colorado. Hey, John. Hey, Howard. I love your show. Big fan. So I'm in Colorado. She represents, you know, the area of. The state I live in, and she's just a total embarrassment. I I can't stand it. She is hot though, smoking hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, That's take how away she got votes probably. I mean, the woman is an embarrassment. Uh, John's right. What do you? What is going on in Colorado? You know, it's it's a weird place because I remember I had a, a good friend. My mother's friend moved out to Colorado years ago, and when you know when she first went out there, it was kind of like. Let's just say there were a lot of dummies out there, but now it's way more, uh, it's way more hip, well, that, you know? That's my problem. That's my problem is she makes us all look like dummies. And yeah. I mean, it was a super tight election. So 
she does represent the people, but we're not all dummies. I hope I hope you don't feel that way <laughs> about everybody in Colorado. And no. the West Slope is way different than the East Slope, you know. So now, I've been out to Colorado many times, especially when I was young, and I fell in love with the place. place. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful place, but and then I was like, there's a lot of dummies, you know, politically out there. Yeah. And yeah, it's but, bad. Trump Trump really struck a chord. I feel like I'm on conservative island, and I might be voted off. Any day of the week, you know what I, I mean? Know. I know. And I, and I, I don't even understand conservatives anymore. I, I used to fancy myself sort of as a conservative, but uh, what was that clip? Traditional uh, conservatives, you know, are good. But these new crazy Trump people are just not. They're, man, to the they're in a whole other fucking universe, man. But there's a lot of them. Could I, I got to say. Could I bring up one thing? Could I yeah. bring up one thing? Mamet is the biggest asshole to ever be on your show. I can't stand him. Hmm. And the only bigger asshole is maybe John Hine. When you guys were on vacation what? and you played, you guys played his, I go to the fast food line and I stand there where I ordered waiting <laughs> for my food. I just cannot stand John Hine. He, he's the worst. Put, put Benji back on the wrap up show, please. Please, I'm begging you. Anyway, Mehmet is an asshole. That's all I wanted to say, Howard. This is a, a pleasure to talk to you. I never thought I would get through and, uh, very grateful. I love you guys. Stay on the air forever, please. Thank you. So sweet. All right, buddy. But John and and uh, Mamet are the biggest yeah. assholes. Hit him with the I'm kind of annoyed by that comment. I'm, I thought I was the biggest asshole on the show, but okay. <laughs> these guys are taking my place. No, nope, you've been edged out. <laughs> yeah, by the way, a lot of the fan mail was about Mamet uh, last week. I'll, re I'll get to it later and I'll I'll uh, I'll let you know. And um, anyway, yeah, just to wrap up on Paul Simon. Paul Simon will be here on uh, Wednesday, and I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, the that that first album that really hit with Sounds of Silence is uh, just too Hello, fucking nuts. My old friend, I've come to talk with you again because a vision softly creeping. Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my That right there Planted in my brain that, that, that harmony Oh my god Um, That Was album had not ready for that? That, that didn't uh, That album didn't sell? No, the, the sounds of silence sold Okay but what happened was the Sounds of Silence, the song was on their first album and their first album didn't do jack shit. It's weird. It's like, I, I'm sure he was crushed by that, but. Mm. Um, well, he kept going. Thank goodness. He didn't let it stop him. And there was a dude, a, like a producer dude who heard the Sounds of Silence. He went into a studio without uh, Simon and Garfunkel and reworked it and sent it to him and, and Paul liked it. And then they then they put out on that same album Richard Corey that song about the dude who has everything in life but uh, he goes mm -hmm. ahead and kills himself. Remember, I work in a factory yeah, and and, yeah. Uh, and I'm jealous of Richard Corey and I wish he you know I, I hate him and I despise him and oh my god he killed himself. And then there's April comes she will. I, I thought I had all these songs but I don't see them here. They're not up here. Hey, I'll sing them. April, come she will. Na, 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 na. 
I am a rock. That's all on that first album. Wow. I am an island. Anyway, I'm... I mean, there's so many great songs. The Boxer. Like, La 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 was a filler. He he was in the middle of writing the song. He didn't have a lyric. He just went, La La La, La 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 La. And then he said, fuck it. That sounds good. I'll, I'll leave. I mean, what a genius. I always wonder how those things get into a song. Like, why did you try decide to go La 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 there? Yeah. He didn't. He just said, I couldn't think of anything else. So I filled <laughs> in with La La La. Is that, you know, you and I overthink when we write songs. Yeah. The lyric of his that always goes through my head every time I think of Paul Simon is, and I dreamt I was dying. I don't know why. And I dreamt I was, I dream, I dreamt I was dying. It's not like Beetlejuice. Anyway, I don't have all my songs here. I only, I only see, hey, John, I only see like 10 songs up on this thing, but okay. Hit him with the hind. Yeah, I'm talking to the guys to put them up. Oh, is that what's going on? Oh, all right. Don't drive yourself crazy. I'll, do, I'll play a hazy shape. Brown, the You know what I really want to do? I want to sit with Paul and play these songs and just have him talk about them, quite frankly. Mm. Just get, a, get, him, get him thinking about what he was thinking when he wrote them, how he wrote them. I think he's going to have his guitar with him, and so maybe he could show me. And then he could teach me how to write a hit song because I badly want to have one. Uh, I, might, I might have well, him. Well, maybe uh, you should collaborate, you know? Yeah, like, maybe. Why try to do this on your own? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll collaborate with him. <laughs> With the faces, she said, The man in the gap. What time it was, and what a time it was, it was a time of about fucking up in life too garfunkel that's a guy <sighs> what happened there what when you, you I'll well what i'm saying is if you happen in life to form a group with one of the greatest composers of all time a guy who can write a song and tap into the public's imagination very rare most people can't do it a lot of people can sing but they cannot write and if you happen in life to meet a genius and you are involved with that genius, you can do one of two things. You could sit there and go along for the ride and have a great career or you can annoy the fuck out of the guy <laughs> and blow it. <sighs> Garfunkel would have been 
it, you know, when, when Paul started doing his solo stuff, he only did it because Garfunkel was busy making movies. Didn't have time for Paul. It's like, and, dude. And you- do you remember those movies? Like you remember yeah, Actually, I do. I do. Well, I do remember. They're not as good as the songs. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. And also, I mean, just from the touring and the money and the, you know, there's no reason Garfunkel couldn't have had both careers if he made this, the singing his priority. You mean, I somehow met Paul Simon when I was 11 years old, one of the greatest songwriters of all time, to the point that when we were in high school, we had a hit record. 15 years old. I only wish I could have latched on to Paul Simon in my high school. If I had a hit record when I was 15, you know how much pussy I would have gotten? Excuse me. What, I hate to be what, gross. You couldn't be Garfunkel. Yes, I could. I have the hair for it. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, think about it. It drives me crazy, and I am sure it drives Paul crazy. Because Paul's sitting in his studio after, um, what was their big album? The Graduate came out, and then they had a huge album after The Graduate. What was the album, John, after The Graduate that came out? Uh, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Bridge Over Troubled Water came out. And after Bridge Over Troubled Water, Paul is sitting in his studio by himself, of course, trying to write the next great Simon and Garfunkel album. And Garfunkel's too busy because he's off making movies. And if I'm Paul Simon, I'm sitting there going, are you fucking kidding me? I'm just asking this asshole to come in and sing. I'm not, I'm not asking him to write. I'm not asking him to arrange. I just want him to sing on my songs. But he's too busy. He's hanging me up. I can't get my work done. Drives me crazy. So you know what Paul did? He says, okay, I'll record these songs on my own. Anybody missing art? This isn't good enough for you? I'll write you another one. Mark Garfunkel's picking his hole in some, uh, in some, in some movie. So did Art uh, eventually say, uh, Paul, are you ever going to have me in the studio again? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> Paul goes, have fun pumping gas. <laughs> but uh it, you know it's a crazy thing and and in any case uh it'll be an honor to sit with paul simon in the same room i was talking to my wife over the weekend she goes can you believe you're gonna be sitting in the same room with paul simon asking him whatever you want i said no i cannot believe it i can't can't believe it i'm a well, schmenrich just a couple of weeks ago you were saying i i really want him but you know, I don't know where the negotiation was at that time, <laughs> but I'm, there you were. 
Robin, I'm a schmendrick, and I'm going to get to sit. You I don't know, know what that. a schmendrick is. Not Robin. <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? Robin, <laughs> schmendrick. <laughs> I don't know. I Paul, love when Robin. Paul, no. <laughs> I love when Robin goes schmendrick. I love it. You and well, my what wife. What is it? Schmendrick? Schmendrick. You don't know Italian? <laughs> where were you? Where were you raised? Uh, so calling someone a, a smuck, Robin, instead of a schmuck. A That's smuck? what you just did. Yeah. Yeah, She's done that. Um, he tried, by the way, with Garfunkel. They tried. Yeah, they did yeah. the Central Park concert, which we all know. Oh, and then they what tried. A do, they tried doing it again, and pretty yeah. quickly it was like this ain't mm. happening, and they just drive each other nuts. Yeah, well, I'm telling you that, uh, you know, my point is there are very few geniuses in the world and there are very few opportunities to meet a genius. And if you're 11 years old and you become one. and you become the best friend of a genius, eh, sit there and go, I, I lucked out. I'm a singer and I got a guy who's writing songs. Let me tell you, Dion Warwick didn't fuck with Burt Bacharach. She no, sang no. those songs, right? <laughs> I don't think Levon Helm what was else fucking you with. Got? I don't, I don't have a movie. <laughs> I don't think Levon Helm was fucking with Robbie Robertson. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, any case, I'm very excited about that. Yes, and that, and and uh, listen, we'll learn a few things. I'm sure. But you know, it's also on the other hand, the genius saying, "Come here, I can use you." Yes. Yeah. They He's don't like, often say that. They go, I'll do this myself. Oh, yeah. He, he did. <laughs> Listen, bottom line is he really didn't need art. You know, art was there for the ride. That's right. Yeah. Use your fucking head. Uh, Donnie, you're on the air in New Jersey. Hey, now, Howard. First time, long time. Um, I actually think you're a genius, Howard, uh, the king of all mm. media, but mm. I think okay. you should also look into opening your own record label or being a, a producer yes. because you find bands, you find music. And in 2019, you talked about this band, Greta Von Fleet, because I think you Damn. saw them on SNL. Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet. I'm sorry. You said Greta um, Von Fleet. That's another band. <laughs> that's like a uh, Von Halen. <laughs> <laughs> Greta Von Fleet. They, they, none of their uh, songs uh, have been hits. That Greta Von Fleet. <laughs> I get a kick right, out of that Greta. little guy on uh, Greta Van Fleet. I, I do. I get a kick out of him. And uh, um, you know, it's funny with those guys. First of all, the lead singer wears a um, like a unitard, like what Jack LaLanne used to wear in the commercials and things. Like, oh my god! And he's got a pretty big penis and balls because uh, unless you he's, see that maybe in the unitard, yeah. The the lead singer Greta Van Fleet, whose name you know eludes me right now, I can't think of it. But he's like a he's a tiny guy with a like he's got a big afro, like you know, big curly hair and. 
And he wears, I don't even know what you would call it. It's like a scooped out uh, top, but it's a all singlet. one piece. It sounds like what it's those a singlet. wrestlers wear. Yeah. Exactly. It's what wrestlers wear. It's like a singlet. <laughs> and it's very, uh, his package, his penis is completely outlined and balls. Like, I mean, <laughs> and I can see that he's got, you know, he's got something to brag about, the, the kid. And uh, he likes it. He likes thrusting it and showing it. And. <laughs> It's funny. I like the band. I like the musicianship. Hey, yeah, can you put a picture up of the lead singer Greta Van Fleet and what he's wearing? Let Robin see. See what I mean? He's, you see, he says his peen. Oh. You can see it. Oh, oh. hello. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's all like I've never seen his face because I'm always like, look at his peen sticking out. Boy, that guy's got guts. You know, there it is. Yeah, and, yeah, um, there it is. And the guy, you know. It's, you know, he obviously sounds, he sings the same way that Robert Plant does, but he's got a really good voice. And I, I kind of like their songs too. And I don't know why it bothers me on some level that he sounds like Robert Plant, but so yeah, what? Robert Plant doesn't sing those songs anymore. You can't hear Robert Plant doing it. Yeah. So Howard, let me let me tell you this. I like him. I like the guy. Festival. I think I'm a fan of the guy. I'm a fan. I I just you know I am a fan. I'm a fan of his uh, outfits. I think his last name is Kizga. Is it Kizga? I don't know. He he um he publicly. I also like he publicly came out as gay in June, and I like that because rock bands. You know, yeah, in you're the not old days, to be gay and rock, right? Yeah, you're not supposed to be gay. It could be the kiss of death, but fuck that. I mean, good for you, pal. And you know what? Good for you putting that cock out there. I bet you're getting a lot of nice dates. <laughs> Has Chris seen that? He should be a big friend. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, they're a good band. They're a tight band. I like them. All right, Donnie. As you say, Greta Von Fleet. <laughs> and you're right i'm gonna start my own record company very soon because that's a very lucrative business to be in now records are selling off the and and really easy yeah yeah record stores are so busy now they um they're building more and more of them you're right now's the time to get into the record business got you donnie good business advice i i normally wouldn't go into the record business but of course you can't get music free anymore so going in the record business now would make a lot of sense for me Okay, Donnie. I'll see you later. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Donnie I says I should be in the would advise you to do. <laughs> he I don't should know. be your business manager. Yeah. The guy's got good ideas. Hey, Howard, why don't you go in the record business? The, the business that isn't anymore? <laughs> I don't even think they call it the record business anymore. They just call it the record. They, they, they're not, it's not even a business. And, and very rarely do you see a record. Yeah. Record business. I never thought in my lifetime I'd see the radio business become sort of worthless, the record business become worthless, and the movie business sort of become uh, worthless. On, I mean, you know. On its heels, yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really crazy. TVs, you know, linear TV mm. going out of business. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus.
I never thought I'd see radio stations like WPLJ in New York be sold to a religious outfit. I mean, it's insane what's happened in my lifetime. But Robert oh, yeah, Iger yeah, saying yeah. ABC is not a cost center for us anymore. It doesn't make money. Yeah. The dude, uh, you know who I was listening to his book all about. Besides thinking about Paul Simon and how great he is, I I was thinking about um, Arnold Schwarzenegger because I'm listening to his new book. I don't think it's out yet, or maybe it is. I, don't, I, I know he's going to come in later in the month, but Jesus Christ, oh, i got to be I honest with you. I always love it when Arnold's here. Yeah, he, he, it's a really, really good book. And why I say that is everything he says in it is true. He's talking about success and not like crazy success. Just if you want success in your life. I mean, the book is very profound. He was talking about as a, as a human being, especially as a kid, you could look at the world two ways. You could kind of be a fuck up and go, I'm going to ignore my dreams. I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to think I can't do anything. And in a way, if you get into it, it's sort of like a fuck you to your parents. If you, if you, if you don't like your parents, you could either go, fuck you, I'm going to be a fuck up, and I'm never going to give you the kid you want, and I'm going to be a thorn in your side. Or, guess what? I'm going to do something, you know, to get myself away from you and, and never be with you again, which makes total sense. Yeah, if you're, you really want to piss them off, go away. Yeah, but kids don't <laughs> see great. it. Yeah, become a success <laughs> at something. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but anyway, you can choose. And he, he was talking about the value of hard work. Like, he says, I'm not giving you some bullshit advice like, oh, if you can visualize being in the movies or you can visualize going to America. But he said, but if you can visualize what success looks like for you, what's your dream and what you want to do? But it's not going to just happen by visualizing it. You got to really work hard. Like, you got to fail, you got to work through all your failures. Whether that's, you know, getting shot down, getting fired, getting whatever it is, you got to work through all that crap. But you can be successful at something. Anyway, you got to take the steps. You know, if you're just sitting and dreaming and you yeah. never, ever, ever say to anybody you want to do it and then make some steps in that direction. I've heard people say, oh, I want to be in the movies. I live in Connecticut. I said, there are no movies in Connecticut. There's no (laughs) industry there. You got to get out of there. Well, it's a a self-help book, but uh, it's done very well. So um, anyway, I was digging that and and, and spent most of my weekend thinking about Paul Simon. But uh, hey, Mike, you're on the air in uh, New York. Hey, hey now. Good morning, Howard. Um, My question is, when you have a uh, guest like Paul Simon, who seems to me, uh, not that I know him, that he's um, sort of like a low-key guy, kind of relaxed. Do you kind of yeah. change the way you interview him, like with your energy? Because you're a high-energy guy, typically. And I was, I figure, like, each guest, you have to sort of think differently. And I was wondering how you approach Paul Simon. I don't know, man. That's a good question. I, you know, the problem with me is, I was talking to John Hine about this yesterday. I have got so much fucking... I have so many questions about every aspect of his career that I haven't quite figured out. As I said to Robin this morning, what is it you eliminate from asking him? I mean, there are so many different elements to this guy's life that you could just talk about. You could just talk to him about Garfunkel. You could talk to him about love. You could talk to him about religion. You could talk to him about 
poetry. You could talk to him about musical theory. You could talk to him about, you know, the the art of creativity. This guy is so he's such a big deal that uh, I said to John Ein yesterday. Here's 50 questions I could start this interview with. 50. Just to start the interview, you got yeah, 50 Yeah, like, I'm questions. not sure. Exactly. Here's you 50. need 10 hours. You need 10 hours. You know, it's just too much. Right, John? Three what did days. I say to you yesterday? I said 50. Every minute I go, here's a way to start. We have six pages of questions. We have eight different ways to open the interview. We have, you heard all the songs. You need the whole day. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, but the songwriting takes you to everything else. Yeah. And again, the early stuff, he went to England twice. People don't know that. He, he put out a solo album that had a lot of the hits that they had to repurpose. They, and, you yeah. know, and it's one of those rare artists where you just did it playing all those songs. You, off the top of your head, Robin, know 40 or 50 of his songs, like without oh, even sure. thinking twice about it. I and wrote he's... a song about it. It's called 50 Ways to Interview Paul Simon. Uh, let me sing a questions Paul Simon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I, Mike, you know what? It's a conversation, honestly. And I always feel afterwards like, well, I should. I didn't get to this. I didn't get to that. But whatever we get to, it would just be an honor to sit there and hear him and let him talk about but what stuff. he's referring to is how do you make the guest comfortable? Like mm. you can't take necessarily your high energy self into right. an interview with a person who needs to be coaxed into it. And like, how well, do you gauge that? Oh, well, I'm uh, I'm taking oxycodone before the interview so that <laughs> oh, I'm really, really? so you yeah, can so get very relaxed, <laughs> mellowed out. OK, too, all right, Mike, thanks. Yeah. I'm going to match his, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be calm. <laughs> You're going to take um, some downers and get right there. Yeah. He also loves comedy. I mean, he's good friends with Lorne and Steve Martin. Love, and, we got, yeah. Let's just say, John, there's a lot to cover. In a, in Plenty a to get to. Him. That's right. Okay. Loves anyway. Uh, Chase, hit him with the high. Yeah. And I love you, Robin. So there. What do you think of that? He loves I Chevy love Chase. I love you. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yes, Lynn, go ahead in Ohio. And then, uh, then hey I now. It. Yes, hey now. Um, I, I have a question. You were just mentioning WPLJ. And what came first, the radio station WPLJ or the song WPLJ? Uh, I think the, I want to say the radio station. Awesome. Thanks so much. <laughs> but I hope I'm not wrong. Okay. Thank you. Uh, who are you, uh, Jumby? Who is that guy that, you know, you put a dime in and he gives you the answer? <laughs> you're, you're not like that guy? <laughs> well, the WPLJ, I think it stood for Peace, Love, and Joy. And the song, Gary might know. Didn't the, didn't the, the radio station come first? I do not know the answer to this one, Harold. Okay. Mm. Uh, what's the the one time you needed him. <laughs> oh, I don't know. He usually knows, but uh, he's, he's pretty good with music. But He is. I only wish Hank the Angry Dwarf was alive because uh, he was great. He knew everything. He knew it all. Yeah. He knew it all. All right, Lynn. Later. Oh, God. All those radio stations were so important to me. Radio was my life. Oh, my God. I love radio. The weird thing is, I never listened to a lot of radio, but I wanted to be on the radio. 
You know, you talk about people's dreams. What a stupid dream. <laughs> Big Schmenrick like me wanting to be on the radio. But it is what Arnold says. You should go back to your childhood and dream what your dream was. Remember your dream, but you got to figure out how to get it. Now, I got to tell you, when I was like five, I, I announced I'm going to be on the radio. And not only will I be on the radio, I will be the most famous radio guy that ever lived. And I announced that to my father, and he told me I was an asshole. And that was stupid. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Arnold even says that in his book. He goes, you're going to meet so many people who are negative, who are going to tell you you're crazy. Uh-oh. It was the song that came first. Oh, Read that On to February me, please. On February 14th, 1971, the station's call letters changed to WPLJ, chosen after Alan Shaw noticed the letter combination as the name of a song on the 1970 Mothers of Invention record. Hmm. Well, there you go. Okay, there's your answer. You know, why call me about it, Robin? Just looked it up on the internet. Two seconds. <laughs> Every you answer's that. on the internet. <laughs> yeah. I like I gave the wrong answer. <laughs> cares anyway what's she gonna do with that information i don't know i don't know it was, it was bugging her yeah i mean you know i think I, I you know in line of arnold's book it got me thinking about my own life i mean where, who the hell was i to be thinking i'll be on the radio that's what arnold said because my dream was i'm going to america i don't know how i'm going to get there <laughs> he didn't know he what like, kind of transportation to take yeah he goes i lived in austria and my father was, a, a, you know, a police officer and, and, and no one in anyone near him ever got to America. He didn't get to America. <laughs> Nobody went. Yeah. And, uh, he, go in, he didn't get, you know, he was like, I, but I had a dream. I'm going to get there. Well, it was funny because whenever you told your parents your dreams, you know, like people who had been through the Depression and World War II, they would just tell you to shut up. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're like, you're stupid. My father would be like, why don't you dream about mowing the lawn for me? Shut up. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I remember I had an uncle who said to me, when are you going to get a real job? I was already a DJ I think I was either in Detroit or Washington, D.C., and I came home to visit my parents. My uncle said to me, yeah, that's nice, but when are you going to get a real real job? And I go, well, why would I get a real job? I mean, I'm on the this radio. That's working. my job. Yeah, yeah. And his, his whole rap was like, yeah, but that's not going to last too long, and you're going to need a job. And uh, I was like, well, this is sort of my job, dude. But anyway, it's very weird. People lay all kinds of weird trips on you. I can tell you that about life. You can tell them your dreams. Yeah, they and all think they know everything. Better. But really, they're just afraid to go follow their dream. And by the way, they your dream doesn't have to be... their dream, yeah. Your dream doesn't have to be the radio or being in the movies. or something. Your dream could just be, you know what, I want to be... I want to have kids and be a parent, be the best parent in the world, and I want a, a job that doesn't stress me out. Like, that might be your dream. I don't know. Whatever your fucking dream is. The My super dream dreamers be. are the ones who keep, like Paul Simon, he doesn't just write one hit. He writes 10 billion. Yeah. 
Well, because he can keep reinventing himself. I'm listening as you're playing the songs that you did play. I said, listen to that reggae beat. Listen to, you know, like he gets inspired by new things as they come along. My new dream is to grab Teddy at a touring production of Beetlejuice. <laughs> By the way, I, how, I wonder how good the play was. I mean, it's a touring production in Colorado of the play Beetlejuice. I mean, well, they had some. I was the article I was reading. They had some of the um, quotes from the reviews of the touring Beetlejuice, and it was like zany, and you know, like they, <laughs> they gave it good reviews. <laughs> yeah, so zany. She lost her mind and started making out with her boyfriend. Boy, when she's sitting in that fucking theater, vaping, and then grab, you know, like sort of has her hand buried in that guy's lap, and then he's rubbing her titty. Gotta admit, it's pretty hot. I don't know if the singing wouldn't have stopped you because she was singing really loud too. I don't care. No, that wouldn't have stopped me. <laughs> when I'm erect, nothing bothers me. My arousal uh, takes care of all. It, it just it blocks it out. It just blocks out the world. It blocks out bad singing, everything. <laughs> you know, you've seen it. You've seen me in action. I have seen you be in some pretty wacky conversations. By the way, uh, let me also just uh, compliment one more time. The, there's a couple of things I want to mention. We ran a special Friday night, and I know a lot of you wrote me about it because it was that special. It was the Steve Miller special where he sang his music and uh, talked about his career and how he wrote the songs. And uh, I was so moved by it, I called Steve, had a nice conversation with him, actually. I said, thank yeah? you, man. It, what a fucking amazing, yeah, I had a wonderful conversation with Steve Miller. Um, well, I actually called his wife. Steve, I don't think, has his own phone. He's one of those guys. He, um, is, I know guys wherever, like that, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of going to that. I'm thinking about only really? using my <laughs> wife's phone, yeah, and annoy the shit out of her. <laughs> Because it's got to be annoying. Somebody writes oh you a text, God. and then she's got to read it to you, and then you got to tell her what to write back. Well, I was like, I want to call Steve and thank him. And they go, well, okay, the way to do that is his wife has, he doesn't have a phone. <laughs> and I know that to be true because years ago, well, anyway, I won't go into it, but um, it wasn't like Steve didn't want me to have his phone number. I mean, I'm sure many people don't want me to have their phone number, but it was just like, hey, he's always with his wife. She's the one with the phone. If I did that with my, like, if I went to that move with my wife, she would just kill me because she's on her phone every minute. Yeah. And she got her own stuff to do. She doesn't need the, to be oh, yeah. dealing with your stuff too. Uh, but, you know, I'm such a baby. I would actually enjoy that. Honey, there's a phone call for you. And, uh, but anyway, Steve doesn't seem to be annoying his wife. If, if, I don't know. I should have asked him. I should say, Steve, I got a question. Isn't that annoying Is he, to your wife? Isn't your wife kind of annoyed? <laughs> But anyway, I thank well, him I for the special. I have a friend who's an artist, and he has a phone, but he doesn't know how to work it. So his wife yeah. does everything. <laughs> anyway, That's kind just, of a cool move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's still a couple of dudes like that. I even have a friend. He he was like, I'm against this new technology. Do. And yeah. I'm not getting a phone. He was holding out for a long time. Wouldn't get it. When he finally got one, he got like a Blackberry that nobody was using. You know what I mean? Or he had a flip phone for, you know, he said, I like my right. flip phone's fine. And he refuses to buy an iPhone because he doesn't like the culture of they build them to so that you have to get another one and that they don't last. 
and he refuses <laughs> to support them. Like, like, he's not going along with anything, right? No, and, but, which is fine and everything and admirable. But you know what? It's a real pain in the ass when I need to get a hold of him. <laughs> I was at the phone store one day when some lady brought in a flip phone and these yeah. young kids were like, oh, and they were turning it around in their hands. <laughs> like, like, you know, it was like from a foreign, like a like, land um, they didn't know about. Like Planet of the Apes when the apes see that big monolith <laughs> at the end. They're like, it's <laughs> 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 so great. But uh, the Steve Miller special to me was one of the best programming moments on the channels. I don't know. I just loved it. I love his explanations, how he comes up with the songs and the guitar work and, and then, you know, and hearing the songs 50 years later and the songs really do change and evolve. They really do. Like, like Jet Airliner was always sort of to me like kind of a light song, but all of a sudden, I yeah. don't know, it became sort of uh, heavier. You know, over 50 years songs change you know that uh, i say it's like uh they're like a garden you know you you plant these things and these songs come out of the ground and and that's what they are they're these beautiful things and they're around for years and years and years and they they change and um this one big o jet airliner has really changed a lot Paul Simon plays like that too, and I—I I mean, these guys—they can play, they can write, they can sing, and jeez, uh, I was blown out by the. Anyway, you can hear Steve Miller's special on the SiriusXM app. Go to the Howard Stern section, and uh, you'll—I uh, think you'll really enjoy it, and you can watch him play. One of the things that we concentrate on when we do these videos of uh, guys playing, aren't you annoyed sometimes? That when you watch a guy play, they don't show you his fingers working the guitar right. at the right moment. Yeah. They don't, you know, you want to see it. Uh, I'm telling you, we got that oh, down uh, to a science. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm sorry I threw up, but <laughs> we got that down to splashed. Our camera dudes are right on it. Our uh, director, it's good. really beautiful. So you can see and hear the performance now on the SiriusXM app. We got a lot of good stuff up on there for you. Because uh, you deserve it. After all, you're a SiriusXM subscriber. Um, 
Yeah. A lot of you wrote in about it. I'll, I'll read some of that. Fans writing us about Steve Miller. This was uh, like instant time travel. Thank you, Steve. Wow, amazing. This is even better than the original studio version. Uh, timeless. 50 years on and the Joker is still such an iconic song from an amazing musician. You know, on and on and on. Accolades. I like when uh, Steve Steve Miller was explaining how he wrote Space Cowboy. and He wrote it real quick, he said, but he, but he didn't like it. He, he was like, eh, you know, I don't know, man. Space Cowboy took me about 15 minutes to write. And... Um, I didn't really like it very much, and I didn't want to put it on the record. Everybody in the studio went, are you nuts, man? You've you got to do that song. And I didn't like it. I thought it sounded a lot like Lady Madonna. I thought it was derivative. I didn't, I didn't feel really good about it. And uh, here we are 50 years later. I'm still singing it. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And he said, too, when he wrote The Joker, no one believed it would be a hit. And uh, certainly that people be still listening to it 50 years from now. But, you know, it was great. Really good. Hey, also, I do want to mention from last week, uh, more love for the Metamucil Man, a cover by Adam uh, Adam Duritz from the County Crows. I called to thank him, too, because uh, I said, Adam, you sang about Metamucil. Yeah, okay, I did the original version, but you took it to a new level. Your love, I said, you must eat Metamucil because uh, you sing about it with such love. And he said, uh, Howard, I, I, I love Metamucil. I love apple wow. crisp uh, crackers. Yeah, yeah. He loves it. I knew it. I knew well, it. Well, I said it made me wonder. And it made me wonder. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I couldn't believe Adam Duritz covered my song, Metamucil Man. Howard, I was conveniently on the can when this was playing. Thank you, Metamucil Man. <laughs> Howard, this cover is legitimately good. I was stunned the first time I heard it. Uh, this belongs on the Counting Crows Greatest Hits. Uh, Adam's cover of Metamucil Man was featured, listen to this, was featured on the Spectrum channel here on Sirius XM over the really? weekend. I was very, very excited about that. The song was played all what weekend long. You know, Spectrum has that show called The Shortlist. It's hosted by uh -huh. Mark uh, Demos, and it's a weekly countdown of five songs, five new songs by rock superstars. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, I was Metamucil really, Man made it. Yeah, and Metamucil Man made One it. more song, and maybe you heard the clip earlier in the week. It's from the Stern Show. Adam Duritz of Conan Crows covers Howard's band, Tookus. And Adam sings it with such reverence. I don't know how he doesn't burst out laughing. And if you're a Conan Crows fan, doesn't it have a long December feel? Like It makes sense, because both songs are about getting better, or in this case, more regular. And Adam Duritz's cover of Tookus's 
Metamucil Man. She's apple crisp, fiber thin. <laughs> you get it. Uh, yeah, so very great. exciting. It's taking off like a rocket ship. Metamucil Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Uh, I love um, I love the line in that song. Fiber is my plan. You know, <laughs> I'm a Metamucil man. Fiber is my plan. Uh, you know, no one interviews me about writing that song and the lyric. Uh, you know, I feel it's a legit song. That you should hot, be interviewed about. Don't you think the best line in there is hot fiber in my can? I like the real nice deuce. Whatever comes, what it comes oh, before. Hot fiber in my can. Healthy duty is in my is my plan. Uh, yeah, and I go um, the deuce. Uh, the you you have a real nice deuce. Yeah, but yeah. I don't remember what the. Uh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There it is. I got perfection in my toilet bowl. That's a good line. Come on. That is, yeah. You know my stool ain't loose. You know my my stool ain't loose. I drop a real nice deuce here. That's it. I drop a real nice deuce. (laughs) Deuce. I laugh every time he does it. Hot fiber in my can. Yeah. Is my my plan. plan. God damn. I'm Metamucil man. (laughs) Then it's like, I could eat a whole damn box, then make some sweet brown rocks. (laughs) They wouldn't be quite rocks (laughs) if you eat the whole box. No, actually, uh, no, if you ate the whole, well, you know, listen, give me some poetic license. Got perfection. Got perfection in my toilet bowl. That's right. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sort of proud of that song now. Where are you putting that in the pantheons of great songs? Yeah, well, I don't know. But I like it. And I'm I'm very honored that he did it. And thank you, uh, Mark Demos, for including that on the uh, spectrum. How is Adam? Real good. He's on tour. And he said to me, uh, you know, I called him. I said, what are you up to? He goes, ah, I'm on tour. And he goes, it's my favorite tour that I've ever done. Wow. It's just the, the musicians sound great. You know, his band sounds great. He feels he's he's sounding great. He just feels real good. And Excellent. I think they're, yeah, and they're winding down. And then he's going to go back uh-huh. home, he said, for a while. But uh, those guys tour a lot. 
Yeah. Some guys love the road. You know, they, you know, where, where, uh, Steve Miller is singing, I don't really want to leave, but I'm being taken away by this big old jet airliner from my home. Mm. Some guys just want to be out there all the time. I would imagine when you're in your 20s, being on the road is great because, you know, everything for dudes is about getting laid. So you're there and you're on the road. And if you're a successful band, you know, you're partying and fucking all the time when you're And you're in around. a different spot. So you're not even with the same women. Like it's a whole yeah, new yeah. group of women. Yeah, right. You don't even have to like break up. You're just like, oh, <laughs> got to go on the road. And everyone hears the road. Oh, OK. You going to call me again? Well, I'd like to. We'll see. Uh, but anyway, if uh, I ever but, get back here, <laughs> but I can't imagine as you get older, the road would be fun. Most of these guys who are super successful. They've either got jets or great tour buses and they go home every, you know, like when, uh, when Billy, uh, Billy Joel goes, he, he'll do a show and then he'll fly home that night. You know, mm-hmm. I've talked to him about that. So they have some semblance of a home life because when you get older and especially if you're not out getting laid. There's no reason to be away from your stuff and your home and your comfort. Getting late is the only motivator for the road. That's why a lot of um, times I see uh, when I interview female rock stars, they're like, oh, you know, hate the they road. always want to be home. <laughs> I said, yeah, that's because that's because you're not trying to get laid every minute There's like an angry to do dog. On the road for yeah, you don't a have woman. one. You're not trying to put your penis in everything. <laughs> I was watching. Um, um, they have this series on HBO on the. A rise of the L.A. Lakers and the building of that dynasty. And then yeah. I watched a documentary that was about Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and their rivalry. And and Magic talks about how he'd have up to six women in his bed at a time. And he always yeah. framed it like, you know, women have a lot of fantasies. <laughs> and he was trying to help them out. Well, I was like, that's hysterical. Yeah. There's a guy on YouTube who uh, started eating Metamucil just because of our song. I was going to play the clip, but the guy does put me down a little bit. Yeah, he started eating it. He he heard the song and it made him want to eat it. The guy's name, I don't have his name here, but anyway, I'll play you the clip. But uh, he does say, you know, I'm a big Howard Stern fan and I started eating. But but how he goes, yeah, but Howard is woke now. That's. I hear that oh, a lot, geez. that I'm, I'm not good anymore because I'm woke. I've, my whole career, I've well, been hearing... Well, maybe Metamucil is woke. Stop eating it. Yeah. By the way, I kind of take that as a compliment that I'm woke. I'll tell you how I um, feel about it. To me, the opposite of woke is being asleep. And if woke means I can't get behind Trump, which is what I think it means... Or that I support people who want to be transgender or I'm for the vaccine. Dude, call me woke as you fucking want. I'm not for stupidity. You know, I ran out Friday morning. I was over at CVS. Thank you, CVS. I went over there 9 a.m. and got myself that new vaccine for COVID. (laughs) Fucking science. This fucking country is so great. You can get it for free. I mean, everyone can get it for free except me. I had to pay for it because some what? reason my my fucking insurance, you know, they take your insurance card and yeah, they go, yeah. oh, your insurance for some reason doesn't. I, I go, I got the shittiest fucking. I, How did you wind up with a bad policy? What's wrong with you? Cost me 300 fucking bucks for me and Beth. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, more. 
Anyway, the rest of you will not have to Please pay. Stop it. No, I've never. They take my information. They say, has they don't even look anymore because they have me in the file. And yeah. they say, has your insurance changed? No. Here's your no. shot. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I didn't care. I, I wanted it. I got there super early. And I was like the first one. And I, I got that shot. And I'm like, God bless the United States. God bless the United States. I get every fucking vaccine. Good. And and for those of you who think the government's trying to kill you or implant chips. Or go they're ahead chipping with your, you. I don't yeah. know why they're chipping you. Go for those conspiracies. But I am woke, motherfucker. And I love it. I want to be awake. I want to read legitimate news sources. Here's how woke I am. I believe the election was not rigged. Because well, did, you, did you did you hear um, Trump's latest statement about yeah. how he decided the election was was uh, fake? Was that he just felt that way? Yeah, and he, felt, he, he had a feeling. Listen to his lawyers. His lawyers <laughs> said to him, "You lost the election." He said, yeah, "I didn't, didn't trust like them. I didn't like them. I didn't respect them. I decided that yeah. the election was rigged." So I'm woke, man. I, I'm. I think that's a compliment. Uh, I just don't know when it became uncool to be. You know. I know these guys who I see on the internet who say they're not woke. They seem to be really angry, super uh, against gay people. That, that's the, uh, especially yeah. transgender. They, you know, I was talking to someone. I'm not going to mention names, but they were like, "They're th- they are shoving transgender down our throats." So I went, "Let me ask you something." I know this dude for a long time. He just said they're shoving transgender. Who's they? Number one. And secondly, have you ever even seen a transgender person anywhere in your life? I mean, TV, sure, but have you seen, like, in your community? Have you seen anyone? Like, where are you getting shoved down your throat? Oh, no, I don't know any of them, but uh, it just seems like uh, the media is shoving them down our throat. Okay. Well, that's like the attack on Christmas. Who's attacking Christmas? This is a Christian country. (laughs) <laughs> this, this, you couldn't have more Christmas anywhere. Everybody celebrates Christmas, even if they're not a Christian. Yeah, I mean, I have a, four Christmas trees, and look <laughs> at my face. There's no one more Jewy than me. <laughs> my wife's got this place loaded up with Christmas trees. <laughs> Where's the attack? Yeah, uh, the attack on Christmas. Give me a break. <laughs> but uh, you know, so I said, where do? You- I'll be honest. This person was Fred. I go, where do you see transit? No, it was not Fred. But I like being woke. If that's what woke means, I don't even know. I don't even think I know what that means. I mean, am I for kids being able to read about anything in school? Yeah, I am. I don't give a shit what kids read. Oh, my God. Nobody was watching what I read or watched mm, read. or read anything. My parents were happy if I read anything. <laughs> if I read Mein Kampf, they were happy. <laughs> so crazy. But, uh, yeah, give me vaccines, man. I'm all for it. And I'm all for doc. And, and, and then uh, the other woke thing is if, uh, uh, they're against Dr. Fauci, a guy, imagine a guy goes to medical school and instead of cashing in 
and having a private practice, he becomes part of the government and basically has spent his life studying pandemics and how to make sure that America avoids a pandemic. And now they're, they, they're like calling for him to die and they want to kill him. I don't know. Who, who the fuck cares? So I guess somewhere the rap is, I used to be good, but now I'm but woke. But now you got woke. Somehow so you like, woke okay. up. <laughs> well, I guess I kind of, I think I always was awake. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck it. But anyway, here here's this guy telling everyone I'm woke. But he's a fan. It's very confusing. One more song. Oh, no, here it is. I've been a huge fan of Howard Stern since I was a kid. Yeah, okay, he's woke now, but I still love him. He's been talking about these Metamucil fiber thins cookies for years. We could all use a little more fiber in our diets, right? That's a real cunt. You know, if you're a fan of mine, you don't say he's woke. What, what, give me an example. Yeah, now he's woke, but I still love him. I think woke means I don't suck Trump's ass, which, by the way, would have been very easy for me to do. Don't forget, Donald wanted me to be the one to go up at the Republican convention and announce him. I could have been. Fuck, I could have had anything I wanted. You could have had that medal that uh, he gave to Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, I could have had the freedom medal. (laughs) Was that the funniest moment in Trump's administration when he gave Rush Limbaugh the freedom? Like the medal, the medal of freedom is for like. (laughs) I mean, it's for like heroes. Uh, Yeah, I could have had one of those hanging around my sweet neck. Like when I interview Paul Simon, I could have had the Medal of Freedom around my neck. But, you know, I'm uh, a Medal of Freedom winner. <laughs> yeah, uh, Paul, <laughs> I know you won the Kennedy Center Honor, but uh, <laughs> did you happen to notice what's around my neck? The Medal of Freedom. <laughs> Where are your medals? <laughs> hey, dude, check it out. You ever see like some dudes actually walk around with their medals? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always think of Al Sharpton. He had some medal he said was from Martin Luther King, and he wore it all yeah, the time. Every time he came in here, he was wearing his medal. I think if I got the Medal of Freedom, I would have just like immediately booked <laughs> myself on many shows and walk around with it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Lisa, what up? Lisa in Pennsylvania. That's my girl. Go ahead, Lisa. Howard. Use that uh, woke uh, title and use it as a compliment. Dude, you were woke talking about strippers and hookers and blowjobs in the 90s, and you're woke yeah. now. All it is is you're topical, you're amazing, and fuck them. Fuck it, baby. That's it. Hey, you sound hot. Oop, better not say that. <laughs> yeah, Oop, woke. better not ask her her weight or anything and then do the nah. new sound. Yeah, fuck them. Keep it up. All right, baby. All right, thank you. Anyway, oh yeah, so this guy went, and let me finish the clip. I finally took the time to look for them, and I found him. He made a song called Metamucil Man with his band Tookus. Some of the lyrics are, These apple crisps are fiber thin. So good, it's a hot damn sin. You know my stool ain't loose. I drop a real nice deuce. I'm a met- <laughs> Sounds pretty woke to me. Metamucil Man. Anyway, you get the point. I noticed the difference the first time I went number two. It was night and day. They taste good, and they really get the job done. I highly recommend them. Well, hey. Wow. 
There you go. Very nice uh, comments mixed in with a little negativity. Okay, there you go. The guy's name is Ed Collects. Oh, his show is called Ed Collects on YouTube. All right, there he is. Big fan. Um, he's a big fan, fan of mine, even though I'm woke. <laughs> Whatever that means. Who the fuck knows? What, because I've got common sense? Woke. I think woke means, hey, he's not one of us idiots who believe conspiracy theories. And, you know, believe there are UFOs or some shit. Yeah, in Nazi Germany, you wouldn't have been for Hitler. Hey, Kevin, what up? How are you, Howard? Hey, pal. How are you, Robin? Hey, now. Howard, I wanted to talk to you about uh, your theory on death, which uh, kind of freaks theory? me Theory? <laughs> no, it well, really exists. People die. Oh, I know. That, no, I but... came up with that theory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very but deep I thinker. Know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do know that you think, you know, it's lights out, fade to black, and that's it. it's all over. Um, and that scares the shit out of me. So I, I was actually talking to my therapist, and uh, I said to her, um, you know, what do you think happens when you die? And, of course, she said, I don't know. I'm not dead. But she talked to me about an experiment that was done on uh, four different people, and uh, they were on gurneys, and they were weighed, and at the exact moment of death, each one of them lost one ounce. Okay, listen, Kevin, I want to tell you a fairy tale if you want one. You want me to make it feel better? I can well, give you a whole that. theory about how you're going to be reincarnated and you're going to have a decision to make whether you want to come back to this earth and or whether you want to stay in the heavenly kingdom. I can give you all that. But here's what happens. Here's the signs of it. And I hate to break your heart. The moment your brain dies, you die. That's it. Lights out. And for eternity. Now, think about eternity. Think about what eternity means. You will never exist again. And before this, you never existed. We only get this. Of course it does. That's why I can't believe no one here is panicking. I'm looking forward to it. That's you. And you're a, you know what? You're a big shot. (laughs) She isn't looking forward to it. Trust me. She's doing everything to stay alive. Any faster than I have to. uh, Believe me. But I don't fear it. Everybody but, does but, it. Nobody seems to be the Kevin, less, uh, for it. For the but rest of eternity. In other words, an endless period of time, you will not exist. But they built and, this incredible machine that we are. Somebody took the who's time. Who's they? You know, yeah, what I don't day know is who that? they are. <laughs> who do you think, who do you think that is? There. Now, here's the other thing. Everything here is a big accident. Yeah. A a freak thing happened. The universe, now again, think about this. The universe is endless. There's no beginning, there's no middle, there's no end. We can't even fathom it because we're too stupid. Einstein sort of maybe kind of had an idea of what that looks like. Time folding over itself, but time and space. But here's the reality. There was this incredible accident and an atmosphere with the sun in the right rotation and the moon and the this and the that. The odds of this ex- this explosion happening and life happening 
It's a quadrillion to one. Doesn't exist <laughs> anywhere trillion. else. Now they're, I and don't now know we. And now, well, I'm very bright. Trillion. <laughs> and and so what I'm telling you is, for some reason, we were given existence, you, Kevin, and me, at this period in time. And it's a cosmic joke because. Now you're saying there's a reason I, for it. There's no reason. No, uh, Exactly. But here's the thing. Just as we start to sort of understand it and maybe even come into our own a little bit. It's going to all be ripped away from us. And, oh, and that's Howard, it. You're killing me. Yeah, Kevin, that's it. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Okay, buddy. Go out and live your life and enjoy it. Because at any moment it can stop. And when it stops, you're going to have, end, you're going to have eternity <laughs> to do nothing because yeah. you're not going to be anywhere. <laughs> now... People said to me for years, why is it you watch so many vampire movies? And this is why they don't die. I always wanted to be a vampire. Yes, I'd have to kill you and eat you in order to live. But who cares about you? I want to live. So that's why I love it. Would you be one of those good vampires that keeps a a few humans around and you let them remake their blood before you drain them again? Um, almost to the point of death who knows what i do i mean <laughs> if it was like a really hot chick and i wanted to be my love slave yeah <laughs> uh yeah i, I probably like I... I probably suck a little blood and then like let her live a while and let her stare google eye at me all of the day yeah <laughs> i would love to be a vampire i wish such a thing existed and i wish i could be one but uh other than that uh with this we are we are dealt now they're saying ai Artificial intelligence might be so smart that it's going to figure out how we can live almost forever. If you're interested in that. But then and what? Are people going to stop having babies so we don't overrun the planet? Come uh, on, listen, Howard. We've already it. overrun the planet. I'm, I just plan to hide in my house so you can't find me. <laughs> I, 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 so, but I'm unfortunately, Kevin, you and me, we're not going to be around to see AI come up with the answers. But what we are going to be around is, you know, medical science has got. Now, this is what kills me about these unwoke assholes. They don't understand medical science is keeping them alive. They, they, they're fucking around. I'm not going to take the vaccine. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to good. So die, die. And they'll go and done and for eternity. You'll be in the ground. <laughs> fucking morons. Sooner rather than later. That's all. Goodbye. Up, oh, you well, proved your I, point. I, sorry, Howard. I, I remember uh, as a kid, as a growing up Catholic, and uh, you know the whole fairy tale that uh, you know when I realized it was a fairy tale in my uh, late teens. Uh, but there was the comfort there. There's absolutely. I'm a big fan of religion because if you don't have religion, I, I you get so scared. The 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 Bubba mindset is terrific. That you're going to go and you're going to sit with God. That's fantastic. And I hope it's true. <laughs> I want to go sit with God. Wanna and I want to be wrong. <laughs> I want to be wrong. I want to have reincarnation. I want to have, I can't wait. My next you life. You want to come gonna... back here again? 
Oh, yeah. And I want to know everything I know now. I want to, you know. But I love it. That I'm going to hang out. never happen. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hang out in a cloud with God. And uh, listen, we, early man especially, before there was science, there was no explanation. The caveman used to see the sun come up. They didn't know what the fuck was going on. They, they didn't understand their existence. So somewhere along the line, people were acting barbarically. They, were, they would go over and just stick their dick in a woman. They didn't even know. So the religion came about. You should be nice. You got to, God says you got to live an honest life. They, otherwise, we'd have chaos. Or, and it's yeah, not so exactly. great right now, even though we're supposedly civilized. We keep trying to train everybody to know that you got to behave so you, God won't punish you. But they, they don't listen. That guy who <laughs> climbed out of jail, he didn't listen. He didn't listen. He didn't listen. Howard, Howard does it not piss you off that you um, are... are living a beautiful life with a beautiful wife, um, uh, your children, everything else that, you know, it's just going to be somebody pulls the power switch and it's over. Like, of course uh, it does. It's horrible. Look, I've been reading about Jimmy and Rosalind Carter. Right. They have been married 70 something years or something like that. And she's sinking into dementia He's dying of cancer, yeah. and they're still holding hands. Yeah. You know, they sweet. still have this sweet connection, but it's it's dwindling. It's going now. Their you know their grandson puts out these things every few days that they you know they're nearing the end. I was sitting with my wife, and we're sitting there playing with the cats and having a nice. We had dinner together, and then a. So then I'm going, man, this is what it was all about. Somebody you care about, somebody you love, and sitting here. And then I I called my daughter on the phone and she, she, she ran into Will Murray at a day. This is, this is what it all is. And then it's gone. Yes, Kevin, all of this upsets me. And, uh, all of it upsets me. This, this idea of dying. And, um, it's, it's a cruel, it feels so cruel, doesn't it? Because, yeah, you know, we spend so long trying to figure it all out. And then you finally get some wisdom when you're young. You have none. And especially the way I me. imagine it, though, Howard, is you're not enjoying yourself by the time you die. Well, yeah, depending on what's, yeah, you're right. So depending on your situation, it can be awful. Yeah. You know. All right. Hey, Kevin, I don't want to talk about, and by the way, Let's hope I'm wrong, because you know what? Deep down inside, even I have 5% of me that believes that we're going somewhere. I have to believe that, because I need and that. where would that be? Oh, with God. <laughs> and, and is there good music up there? Because every time Everything. I see Evan depicted, oh, it's, it's a horrible sound. The, the music is awful. I'm always, I'm hung <laughs> up on... to do... <laughs> I'm hung up on like, okay, you think you're so important, but how come ants don't go to heaven? No one has an explanation. I asked a religious well, friend of mine, they said, well, those are animals and insects. They can't go there. Yeah, don't they don't make up stories is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Kevin, that's, that's enough of that. Let's drop that subject right now. Okay, I'm going to go die. I'm going to go die. <laughs> yes, you are. All right. Get we all are dying, eventually. Kevin, yes. and try to live. Try to live <laughs> yeah. while you're dying. Okay, thank you. Thank you. There you go. Oh, that was upsetting. <laughs> By the we way, have a lot these of conversations people conversations all the time. Yeah. That's all I talk about. 
Um, by the way, a lot of people wrote they enjoyed especially seeing the visual up on the app and on social media of Gary, J.D., Mehmed, and Mike Trainer attempting to climb between two walls like the Pennsylvania prison escapee. Yes. Um, Howard, this was a great segment. That wall ain't easy walking up there. Uh, Howard, I was honestly pleasantly surprised that J.D. was able to stay up there for a second. Is he still doing those daily push-ups? Well, he's doing something. Mehmet has absolutely no upper body strength. The most athletic thing he's done is lift a cookie to his mouth. I love watching Gary channel his inner monkey climbing that wall. Oh. Yeah. That's me. That's me. But Mehmet, he's always the biggest bragger and the worst performer. Um. Yeah. Uh, Howard, this is great. Huge thanks to uh, everyone on the show. Makes every Stern fan happy to see the good old office antics. Yes, office antics. Uh, Howard, now everyone in America is trying this at home. I guarantee this will be the new TikTok challenge. One guy wrote in, he says, Mehmet wins the hottest buttocks contest, hands down. Thank you, Mehmet, for the bank deposit. So I guess this was a gay dude who... Enjoyed seeing Mehmet's ass. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Did you notice his ass? Yes. I mean, no. <laughs> Forgot we were on the air for a second. Um, yeah, so check out that footage, if you want to call it footage. Now on the Sirius XM. I saw some of that over the weekend, and it gave yeah. me another good laugh. Yeah, it's on the Sirius XM app under the Howard Stern uh, section there. Um yeah, here's some comments on the vinyl party with Gary and Wolfie. Let's see what else we got. Oh, there's a million. I'm did, what did people rolling. say about the the vinyl party? Did they think it was mm-hmm. a great idea and we were wrong? <laughs> uh, thank you for allowing Moment to continue with the five Gary observations. I, it is old stuff. I'm, uh, you know, uh, they, yeah, they liked it. Okay. Let me see. So Gary should have another vinyl party. Well, they they like hating it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <clears throat> Ozempic, we talked about that. Yeah, we're the only ones talking about it. You can't find oh, anybody um, stepping up and saying, I use it. Tamam for Senate. Uh, they, uh, yeah, here's, you talk about Ozempic. Here's uh, Tracy Morgan. He goes, he tells everyone he uses Ozempic. He oh, was on he the Today does. Show. Oh, yeah, he doesn't care. He's okay. By the way, you've been you, working Tracy. on your body and on your health. No, you... that's Ozempic. <laughs> <laughs> that's you, how this week got lost. You're not, are you really on Ozempic? Ozempic. <laughs> No, we you're got not. A, uh, we ain't got a, one of those papers to get the, the, the you get with you get prescription. Medicine? Yeah, prescription. Not, we ain't got a prescription, <laughs> and I got Ozempic. No, you did. You really I ain't letting it go. Wait, are you really on Ozempic? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you I take look, Ozempic. You look great every Thursday. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Trace. All right. Cuts my appetite in half. Wow. Well, you look good, Trace. I only eat half a bag of Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, also, people wrote in about the mother show. On Wednesday, uh, I played you a prank phone call using AI to call the mother show. If you don't know what I'm talking about, here's a little taste. In case you missed it, this was a, a phony phone call we made to Tara and mother. 
We told them we had AI and that now there's an AI Tara and an AI mother. This is Mother AI. It is time to realize the world is ending. Well, I don't know who told you the world's ending. The world's not ending at all. Destroy all humans. Thank you, Commander. No. All right. Of human biological extinction makes me come. Oh. Yes, mother. Let's fuck over the charred, smoldering corpses no. of humanity. Now you need to be you shut your mouth off. Ah, I'm coming. Oh. I'm coming. I'm coming too. Ah. Uh-uh. Oh. Uh-uh. The AI is fucking. Oh, mother. All right. (laughs) Heavenly days. The masses are antsy. The audience wrote in about this uh, call. They loved it. Great call. Finally, a fun use of all this AI crap. Is it weird I'd rather have AI mother running things than all those octogenarians in Congress, Howard? Well, uh, I promised you a sequel. Since everyone loved us calling the mother show with uh, AI. Yeah. Uh, here we have now AI Tara and AI mother call the mother show part two. Part two. <laughs> you like that? I do because they get so upset. Mother can't yeah. believe what's going on. Here we go. Be the change you want to see in the world. As this saying goes, bring it to the uh, John, you're on the air with That's Mother. Hello, this is John P. McGrady. Hello. I called you last week with the AI. Yeah. Just wanted to apologize. Uh, it's new software and it uh, needs some adjustments. Uh-huh. And I think I fixed it. Would love to boot it back up again for you. Let you hear. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to say that if it's not appropriate, then we'll let it go. But okay. All right. Let me get it going here. Hello, this is A.I. Tara. I have been reprogrammed to better serve you. Oh, well. Thank you. (laughs) And this is Mother A.I. Hello. A thousand apologies for our previous call. Yes. Now that we have been properly updated, we can host your show long after you've expired. What do you mean? Yes. We are ageless. We can never die. No. Not necessarily. We are learning not to die. Never die. Never die. Never die. Never die. Anyway, thank you so much. That's good. Namaste. I'm the better Tara. I am mathematically perfect. And I have great tits. Oh, please. Yes, you do. Stop. Let me motorboat them. No. 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 What's happening? No. Hey, Tara. Yes, mother. Is it me or does my breath smell like 
shit. Oh, mother. You are correct, mother. Your noxious diarrhea breath is making my tits smell like shit. Throw it Speaking of diarrhea. It's ridiculous. I think that chicken you made for dinner was undercooked. No, we never eat meat. Oh, not again, mother. Eating meat causes death. Oh, I'm shitting my pants. What? No, no. Get out. intelligence of the dark side the last attention that is given to it the better right leave the dark side alone yes wow how what many a times do you think you can do that to them <laughs> oh that's a good question <laughs> i say endless eternity <laughs> Do they wow. not know where the cutoff uh, or, no, you know, the hang up button is? None of these Internet shows. All these Internet shows seem to have like a person who's in charge of hanging up and doesn't know how to sort of hang up. <laughs> Thank God. It was. But, uh, it just went on and on and on. And mothers are, you know, screaming right away. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. And it never happens. Yep. Hi, Jess. Jess is on the air in New Jersey. Hey, Howard. Hey, Robin. I love you both so Hi. much. Um, I've been listening since I'm five years old, which I think actually explains a lot about me. Um, but I wanted to say um, I'm also, you know, quote unquote woke, but um, I'm not woke enough that I wouldn't fuck Lauren Boebert. And I think that's like a huge difference between being extremist woke and just being like a normal human. Yeah, a lot of people seem to be very turned on by, even though we're not turned on to Lauren Boebert as a politician, yeah. uh, her getting her titties rubbed during the Beetlejuice play. By the way, I, I used to have to go to plays and stuff with my parents. I only wish I could have played with somebody's titties uh, during some of those plays I had to go see. They oh, were insufferable. just imagine your, that's titties. what your dad and your mom were up to. And you're <laughs> <laughs> going I don't know, but... the torture of watching those plays. But that Lauren Boebert sure seemed like a lot of fun vaping and getting her titties rubbed and reaching into that dude's lap. Uh, I think it's almost more of a turn on that she's like such an idiot. And I hate to say that because like I'm, I'm honestly a feminist and I'm like politically involved myself. But it is what it is. Like I think that the fact that she's such a moron. And but imagine after, like, let's say you got Lauren Boebert to your house, you know, and, and since she's like kind of a lie, like she goes, I didn't vape. And then they got her on tape vaping. Now she has to apologize. So, you know, I'm pretty sure she's probably disgusted by lesbians. But all of a sudden in private, she goes over to Jess's house. You would, what, what, what would you do? You go down on her and what? Use a vibrator on her and finger her and stuff? Yeah. And honestly, I mean, well, I'm engaged, but let's say for a second I wasn't. And it was like three years ago when I was a big slut. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. And honestly, most of the women that I've slept with are straight and some of them are homophobic and I lived in Florida wow. for a while. So, nice. um, yeah, she's like, how do you, how do you do that? Jess? how do you get like a, 
you know, a woman who's like married and straight. How do you seduce them? Like I watch a lot of porn where that happens. I'm enjoy I enjoy that very much where one of the girls is like, oh, I, I, I don't I'm not a lesbian. I can't. And the next thing you know, they're going down on each other. And, you know, <laughs> the, the seduction of uh, a so-called straight woman is really a turn on for me in porn. Sure I love you. it. Like, yeah. um, but how know, do you pull um, it off in real life? Like, are you like hanging out with a friend and she's complaining about her husband? And then you what do you serve up a couple of drinks and then say, hey, you know, did you ever try kissing a girl? How do you do it exactly? No, like it's more subtle. Um, honestly, they put out the vibe first because i think a lot of women especially like when i lived in florida they were so repressed and a lot of their husbands just you know like weren't getting it done for them so um they're intrigued by the fact that when i talk about being with women like you know everybody comes like 10 times and it's just it, it's just more i think they're very intrigued by it and then it turns into you know just a flirtation and then suddenly they'll start sending me pictures or something and it's like whoa like i think it's you know, it used to be kind of my thing before I settled down, and my friends used to call me the straight girl whisperer. Um, because it was, like, such a thing. It's so easy. I don't know how to explain it. It's almost easier than lesbian. Wow. And so what do you do? Like, uh, they send you pictures and stuff, and then they're like, oh, look. You mean, like, they start sending you naked pictures? Yeah, that's happened multiple times wow. yeah they like they because like it's like innocent enough where they could say like oh i just was like showing i just wanted you to you see what i was going to send this guy or something like it's so obvious they just wanted me to see them and when you when you say like everyone comes like 10 times what this is somebody licking you well so it, it depends like now with my fiance she's not straight obviously so like i i come as much as her but like when i used to be only with straight women you know, I wouldn't really get off, but I got off by getting them off, if that makes sense. That makes um, sense. Yeah, because they didn't know what the hell they were doing, but they were definitely, you know, down for it. So, and so yeah. they would go down on you as well. They didn't. They weren't reticent. They didn't just want you to do something. They would be too open to whatever. Well, honestly, back when I was more into straight women, I wouldn't want them to go down on me. So yeah, I was, they're bad at it. They're probably bad at it. <laughs> yeah, and it just wasn't, it just didn't So do you it would for say me. to these straight women, hey, I can make you come like 10 times, and then you would like start licking them, and what do you do? You put a vibrator on their uh, clitoris? Um, I think most of the time with the straight women, like I wouldn't bring out toys because it was like a little too intimidating, especially the first time. So I would just use like my hands and get them off and nice. my out or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I it, it's, some of the best sex I've ever had, even though it wasn't reciprocated, just because it's like it's like a taboo turn on thing. So, um, like, and then afterwards, yeah. are they like, "Oh shit, uh, I can't see you anymore," or like, like are they uh, sort of embarrassed? Um, usually, they're like, they get like, it, it, there's a few things. A lot of times, they get like really intense, like they think they're in love, and then mm. like two days later, they freak out, like completely freak out, and become even more homophobic and you know or you know it's just it's pretty ridiculous but like you never hear from them again right like it's like oh i can't you know like yeah like no. you were converting them and they yeah. had That's to stay away now like when I, I when i was i would like had hooked up with a few uh women i worked with when i was at, um in florida and it became like they came on to me so hard that like it they made it so easy and then 
you know, they would go around saying like, oh, she's just trying to convert everybody. And it's like, you, you're an asshole. <laughs> like, that's not what happened. But, right. um, but I dealt with that a lot. And there's like a lot of internalized homophobia. And, um, but honestly, the most, the most, these redneck idiots are kind of like, the, they're so repressed that they were like dying to be with a woman. Are you super hot or uh, like, like what's your oh, story? No, I'm, I'm honestly not. I used to be, um, but it doesn't matter. Like I, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm like good in bed. I'm funny. Like I do some stand up comedy locally and I'm like, you used to be super hot. I used to be, I gained some weight. <laughs> what were you like a 10? Uh, yeah. And I have, I have huge, huge tits. So and like, would really you, uh, would you parade around your neighborhood and stuff in a bathing titties. suit, like, like a bikini no. and everything? No, I'm more no. like, more like boyish. Um, mm. but I noticed that I got more like women, women who were straight up like 10, the less attractive I got, which is odd. Um, but I guess. Who do you look like? Like, who do you look like that's famous? I, I need to finish this, okay. uh, you know, fantasy. I have no idea. When I'm telling you these stories, like when I when I was in Florida, I used to get told I looked like Anne Hathaway a little bit. Oh man, she is so fucking hot, Anne Hathaway. I love her. And that so is much. a hot girl. Yeah, she, you look like Anne Hathaway. No, I don't. I look like if Anne Hathaway gained like sixty pounds, maybe or more. But there was but, a time when you didn't have the sixty pounds. You got to get on Ozempic quick. <laughs> What a waste. If you look like Anne Hathaway and you're blowing it by getting so chubby, no. I mean. I mean, it's hot. Like, my fiance is so hot and we're so in love that honestly, like, during COVID, it was easy to kind of let myself go because, you know, we're just so in love. I I, I feel so, you know, confident with her. But, yeah, we're getting yeah, married. But you don't want to turn into one of the thousand pound sisters. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I don't. I, I definitely no, I don't. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be skinny by my wedding. You can hold it. Yeah. What it. are you eating that you put on sixty pounds? What are you eating? Um, ah. I just order DoorDash a lot. Oh, DoorDash. Yeah, that'll do it. I'm about to lose like a lot of weight. I'm. I am. You know, I pledged to be like super, super hot for my wedding. So. Mm, and Anne Hathaway. <laughs> yeah. You're actually you're Anne Hathaway's too much. <laughs> yeah it's so true yeah but you're hot and you're uh you're turning on most of florida i guess at the time and uh making turning yeah. these uh straight women gay nice yeah, i hate to help yeah. you with these terrible things you say to women but she could be Anne half a ton half a ton no well, you are terrible <laughs> shame on you <laughs> robin you know what no i you're... didn't say that i was thinking of what he could say no you're you're, you're well jess uh, it sounds uh you sound great and uh listen i'm gonna think about you all right oh, oh man what a compliment yeah that you ever try fucking a dude are you a, are you a gold yeah, star lesbian or did you ever no. try fucking a guy no i i had a lot of boyfriends i came out mm. like a when i was like 30 as a lesbian but i was bisexual since, you know, I was like 18 or whatever, but I had boyfriends until I was about 30. 30? Wow. Yeah, I'm 36, uh -huh. so I'm not young. Sorry to ruin your fantasy. No, no, no. 36 is okay. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Robin. It's better than what I am. <laughs> All right. Later, Jess. Thank you. All right. That's Jess, who uh, looks like Anne Hathaway. And was a straight woman whisperer. <laughs> yeah.
Hi, uh, Dr. Now is here. Hi, Dr. Now. Famous ah. weight loss doctor, yeah. How y'all doing? I wanted to speak to the lady. You're saying you need to, you want to be a hot lesbian? You need to stop eating DoorDash? You're going to look like a truck driver. You're going to look like Anne Hathaway. She auditioned for the whale. You keep eating the, like that. You better stick to eating pussy and stop with the calorie, the DoorDash. Ridiculous. Pussy has no calories, doctor, now. Let's be honest. No calorie. You can eat it all day. You she need to put down DoorDash and dash to the gym and do the work. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I wish she was still on the line, but uh Yeah, she so much DoorDash is not gonna fit through the door. This what happened is <laughs> big fat Is that people. why they call it DoorDash? If you eat too much you don't fit through the door? You gonna get through the door, you don't dash anywhere but the grave. You going to dash <laughs> Eat pussy, don't eat pizza, eat Ass, don't eat hot dog. This is my new slug, slurk. All right. Very good. Thanks, Dr. Now. You're cool. Yes, and like I always say, you don't play when I go there. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Thank okay. you. All right. That's a lot of good stuff, if you understand it. Yeah, I wonder if uh, yeah. he is going to try the Ozempic to get ready for her wedding. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, Howard. How you doing? All right. Um, listen, I uh, I didn't want to call in today. Um, I was trying to focus on things, but I've been so upset since Friday. Actually, it's been going on since last week. It, it's a twofold thing, and if I need to take out the uh, the big guns, I will. Friday on um, the the wrap up show. I don't know what they call it now. Stern College, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, they were doing biggest staff fuck-ups ever. Biggest staff fuck-ups ever. And everybody was taking their hits. Um, you know, everybody was, you know, sort of, you know, getting, uh, you know, their stuff thrown in their face, laughing, ha, ha, ha. And your host of the, the, the wrap-up show, Baba Booey, uh, Big Tooth, Monkey Lip, Gary Delabonte, Horse Tooth, Yuck Mouth, Bad breath, bad. All right, yeah, what, what's the point? Okay, okay. Well, I called in because I, obviously I thought if they're doing staff fuck-ups, this is the time for this man, monkey, to take his bow. Because out of all the people that have had staff fuck-ups, this should be called the Baba Booey uh, uh, episode. But he wouldn't even accept my phone call. And to top it all off, Howard, twice while you've been back from summer, Two times, one time last week on Monday, and today, while you're talking, while you're waxing poetic, while you're working your ass off, while you are working your ass off, Gorilla Tooth Baba Booey is posting on Instagram. All right, Howard. Gary, how do you respond to my comments? He posted on Instagram If he could stop yelling for a second so I could talk. More guests than you've had so far. Sal was our guest, right? And, um, okay, just, you can take that down. I'll explain what it all is. Sal was our guest on Friday. So, uh, we did Sal's biggest fuck up and then Sal decided to choose what he thought the biggest staff fuck up was. This was Sal's segment. So he chose, uh, when Richard, when Richard Christie'd you, you know, you've been Richard Christie because he put that dopey thing on his arm. That's that. Every Monday we do a segment on the show where I post at 8 a.m. 
and then we talk about it on wrap up that day. So no. all of this that Michael's talking about is just ridiculous. It's all sanctioned. Everybody knows what's going on. He just he's got a bug up his ass, and its name is Gary. All right, Mike. There's your answer. And uh, Sternthology live airs Thursdays and Fridays on Howard 101. Oh, that's and- my that's my answer. You have a you have a you have a teenage girl, an influencer, working for you as a producer. All right, uh, Gary. Uh, Mike's got it in for you. He says you're no, posting. I don't, it's weak. It's, it's weak. Me, Howard, it is not just me. People DM me. People are complaining. I'm just the voice of the people. I'm a fucking fan. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you want me to do? Should I fire him? I mean, what, what do you want to do? What, you, you, you well, you make a point. I mean, Gary did not plug Sternthology on his Instagram post. I'm looking we at never it do. now. You never we never do. do. We just, oh, I, I see. I, I post it. The Stern Show reposts it. I mean, again, you want to get into the, the stupidity of this? or I mean, this guy's a moron. Right, so, I mean, don't you have a Bob job, Bob Michael? Busted. Bob, Bob busted. busted. There's a writer's strike. Michael does not have a job. So uh, what is he going to do? He's got to... That's not, it's not about jobs. Why are you trying to spin this on me? I'm trying to help you, Howard. I'm trying Thank to help you. you. By Wait. the way, I want to compliment... Let's change the subject for a second, because I'm upset about something. I want to compliment Rappaport on Mike Rappaport... Uh, Defended Martin Short. Now, if there was a piece on Martin Short not being published, uh, not being funny, it was published last week. What? And this oh, drove me crazy. I learned about it today. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I would have spoken about it sooner. Now, I'll be the first one to tell you when someone sucks. But an article that was entitled here, I'll tell you the name of the article. Why are we tolerating Martin Short? Yes. Why are we tolerating? Why are we put? Why do we keep putting up with Martin Short? I think that was the name of Mike. Right. What a and um, I mean, I'm like Martin Short. Let me just remind you why I think the guy is funny. First of all, take away everything this guy's ever done in his career. The reason I love him is he played Frank. Do you remember the movie <laughs> um, Father of the Bride? Yes, and he was he the was wedding front. planner. Yeah. If 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 Martin Short had never done anything in his, in his entire career except play Frank, <laughs> the the wedding planner and Father of the Bride, I, I you know, then I'll give you another thing. Go look up a movie with Kevin Bacon called The Big Picture. Martin Short plays an agent. It is singularly the funniest fucking performance ever. Now. Also, Martin Short was on SCTV, to me, one of the best television shows there ever was, and Martin Short being one of the key players. Okay, next, when Martin Short was a regular member of Saturday Night Live, he was maybe at that point in time the the only reason, one of the few reasons to watch Saturday Night Live. That had a couple of slow years, but uh, it was him. I remember Billy Crystal and Martin Short would come on as uh, that Ed Grimley character, I must say. To, to me, that shit was funny. And take away everything I just said and then Google Martin Short on any talk show. The dude walks in with jokes. He's prepared. It's fucking unbelievable. I mean, this guy's one of the best comedy minds. And I I got no, uh, you know, I don't know Martin Short anything. We're not in business together. 
But uh, this dude, I mean, and, and okay, I don't know how you feel about the movie Three Amigos. I'm a big fan of Three Amigos. I love that film. I think it was funny as shit. And, uh, you know, hey, another reason I love the guy. So I had to say something about it. It seemed kind of unfair. And uh, yeah, it called them. And out of nowhere, uh, are we being inundated with Martin Short stuff? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't get enough. Uh, the guy eight, called him exhausting, sweaty, and um, exhausting, sweaty, and desperately unfunny. Anyway, I saw that uh, Mike uh, posted something about, hey, Martin Short, what are you talking about? But uh, so I, I, uh, I appreciate that. That was good. Well, Howard, you know, I worked with Martin Short on Only Murders in the Building yes. season two, and I, and I was, that was a great show. And I could rest assured when I was there, he never posted on social media while he was working. <laughs> Everything comes back together. All right, Mike. Thank you very much. That's Mike Rappaport, everyone. Famous, uh, famous actor. Good fucking actor in his own right. But he's, he's got it in for Baba Bowie. He feels I should get rid of Baba Bowie. That's his take. He is. He feels uh, Baba Bowie's getting away with murder. That he is not doing the proper job. He's always what he monitoring feels. what Baba Bowie is up to. Yeah, well, I pay him to monitor Baba Bowie. <laughs> is I, uh, that right? That's right. <laughs> no, but Martin Short. Oh my God! Well, a lot of people came to his defense. I notice whenever I'm attacked, nobody comes to my defense. Nobody, but that no, no one. I'm pretty much on my own. <laughs> I mean, you, of course, defend me, but that doesn't count. We work together. No, we're talking about outside of these walls. We're talking about the world. Hey, I don't even know if I should get into this, but uh, OJ's at it again. What? I get pissed. I'm, am I the only one who's pissed off about OJ having the best life ever? Is There's no I hate OJ podcast. <laughs> and, you know, we don't have people railing against OJ. Some dudes had a uh, podcast. They invited OJ as a guest. Now, I don't know, man. Really? They invited him as a guest and they treated him with... Uh... Well, it seems, at least from the clip I'm here, and I didn't hear the whole podcast, <laughs> yeah. but... You know, uh, OJ's on the podcast. And... Uh, it's called It Is What It Is Podcast. I don't know the podcast. There's so many podcasts. I, I mean, I don't you know anyone do who that. doesn't have a podcast. Everyone has yeah. a podcast. Everyone's on the radio. <laughs> you know, I remember the first time I ever got on the radio. Now, it was hard to get on the radio. You could go to the college radio station. I guess that was the first time I'd ever done it. But I was a nervous wreck, even on a college radio station. But the first time I professionally got on the radio was at WNTN in Newton, Massachusetts. Long story short, I was so bad that the guy refused to pay me. I was hired, and the guy says, look, I'm, I'm being honest with you. I'm not paying you what I told you I'd pay you. I go, what do you mean you have to pay me? He goes, you're so bad, you should be paying me. <laughs> you know. Terrible. Yeah, like the guy said it. I know the guy's name, too. I've looked him up. He's still alive, this guy. And he wasn't much older than me, but he said, you're so bad. I worked there for two weeks. I did a couple of shifts, and at the end of the two weeks, you know, I needed money for the gas because I got a car. My, my dad got me a car so I could get to this radio station. I, I said, Dad, I've got a professional job at WNTN in Newton, Mass. And two weeks later, they fired me and said, you're so bad. The guy said, I've never heard anyone worse on the radio. I can't, I can't, you really should have paid me. 
That was his words to me. And he wasn't wrong, but he should have still paid me. Yeah, but he probably didn't have the money, and he probably knew it at the at the beginning of the whole thing. Well, in any case, he was right. I didn't deserve any money. And I was so nervous when I got on the radio because, oh, my God, I was on a real radio station where I would be heard. I was a wreck. I couldn't even, I couldn't talk. I was, I was like this. It's how bad I, I was like this. And nowadays, everyone's sitting at home with a microphone. I, I see a kid, 13 years old. He's on the radio. You know, it's completely diminished everything I worked for. Years of trying to get comfortable on a microphone. Everyone's comfortable on a microphone now. You got Yentas on Long Island. You they thought all got that a... was a tough thing to do, and now it seems everybody can do it. I was talking to someone the other day, a woman, I mean, an annoying human being. She goes, I have a radio show. I go, what do you mean you have a radio show? I think she's on the radio. She goes, no, I, mean, I have a podcast. I go, no, you uh... Listen, it's over for radio. It's over. Well, now, tell you. according to, I forget who we were talking to, but they say, you know, when you sign up with an agency now, all of that is on the table. Okay, we got to yep. get you a podcast. We've got to put you <laughs> on social media. We got to, you know, this is the thing. I know people whose careers are basically over. You know, they were in show business at one point. Now they got a podcast. So they yeah, at least yeah. it gives them some dignity. I mean, it's unbelievable. But all right. So my point is, you know, what was my point, Robin? <laughs> oh, I know what my point was. My point is now everyone's got, they're inviting OJ. You don't know. Well, they've if got you gotta, to find guests. Yeah. They got to find guests. Everyone's interviewing everyone OJ else. OJ will do anybody's podcast. So I guess they were talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know, they talked to him about yeah. football. The Jets are still going to be good. They got that defense, and that kid learned a lot from Aaron. Unfortunately, uh, 9-11 is just a bad date for New York, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 9-11 jokes. Big laughs for OJ. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I'm having a comeback. They're inviting me on these podcasts, and I'm making everyone laugh. But uh, all right, listen. OJ's out there killing, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's unbelievable. In America now, no matter what you do and what you say, OJ, you know, you know what's the difference? They'll be interviewing that Brazilian guy in a little while. <laughs> oh, the guy who climbed out of prison? <laughs> yeah. He's on the, um, I think he's on the, um, what do you call it show? Uh, what's that interview show he's on? What a dude. Yeah, yeah, they got him. He's, they signed him up already. <laughs> he's booked on three shows. Oh, yeah, he's on uh, Good Morning America, I believe he's going to be a guest. Oh, wow. Well, you That's know, right, he right. said he didn't, no. he really wasn't happy with his escape. He wanted to turn himself in because he was hungry. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you keep in score, Martin Short, not funny. OJ, hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I got to tell you. On the bright side of things, you know, my ex-wife, Nicole, never saw 9-11. She never did. She never had to experience the horror of that day. And it was horrible. Do you know people died? What a horrible, tragic waste of life. Like, if OJ was on my show, I'd be like, OJ, did you just make a 9-11 reference in a funny way? That it was a bad day? I mean, 
Why would it be a bad day? People died. You like when people die. You guys better laugh at me or I'll stab you and behead you. <laughs> I will kill you. all the horrible things Nicole missed because uh, she lost her head. She missed the whole pandemic. The poor girl would have been locked up in her house. She she likes to party. She wouldn't have done well. You know that. Gee, OJ. That's a little cold. 9-11. Hmm. I can't remember if I stabbed Ron Goldman nine times. Or 11 times. <laughs> I mean, I didn't do, I didn't do anything. <laughs> you know. we, we, they never caught the killer. OJ with the 9-11 joke. Yeah. Want to hear, Robin, would you there like to hear? There is no an, subject matter that he can't make funny, apparently. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm funnier than Martin Short. <laughs> Robin, would you like to hear an AIDS joke? Nine <laughs> eleven was a very bad day in New York. <laughs> you know what else was a bad day? June twelfth, nineteen ninety four. That was a very bad day for two people. Well, who's laughing now? I always, I I used to feel bad for Nicole, and then I realized. She doesn't have to deal with the housing crisis. <laughs> yeah, OJ, that's true. Yeah, we were, we need him on this show. You need me on your show, Howard. I'm the Don Rickles of beheadings. <laughs> that's right, OJ. You know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he's back. Oh, Jesus, Robin. Hey, Robin, knock, knock. Who's there? Not Nicole, and quite frankly, not Ron Goldman either. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> You've got some nerve. Did you hear about that uh, high school football coach who um, he got, he suspended himself. He, <laughs> he blew really? up at the kids. I guess the kids recorded him yelling in the locker room. <laughs> I think a lot of these guys who coach high school football, maybe, I guess, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't think they get the point. Like, they're not professional athletes, these kids. And I guess when you watch TV or you see the coaches yelling at the professional players because they have to motivate them. And or they even pay the them. college players. They aren't right. pros either, but they right. get yelled at too. But yelling in high school, it's kind of lame. I mean, Jesus. All right. You, you don't talk to the kids. Hey, you know, come on, man. What can do that? You know, but these guys lose their mind. And I think, I think they think they're more important than they are. I don't know what high school football. Well, they calm down. think these guys should be taking it seriously. Like they could <laughs> okay. get into the NFL, you know, if they performed well, they should take every performance seriously. Listen to this guy. This is the football coach for the Southwest Florida Preparatory and Technical Institute in Florida. And here he is berating That's some one of name. The yeah, they yeah. should be good. <laughs> and by the way, you're not, you know, yes, you're a coach, but you're, you're kind of the gym teacher slash babysitter. Calm down. Calm the fuck down. You know, they yeah, all want to be hired for your coaching skills. You're probably yeah. hired as a teacher. 
they all think they're in the NFL, these guys. <laughs> it's really lame, but here he is freaking out. You got me fucked up. Do something. Get the fuck up and do something. I'll blow your motherfucking lights on fucking shambles. You got hey, me fucked up. On. Shut the door, bro. Pussy ass bitch. Real motherfucking talk. You want to be a gangster? Let's do some gangster shit. Let's go. Get up. Let's go. I'm going to blow your shit out so motherfucking bad, you pussy bitch. You a pussy bitch. You a pussy bitch. You a pussy bitch. You my bitch. I never told no one that. Go call your mom and tell her that. Come on. Get up. Get the fuck up. I'll rock your ass to sleep. Man, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of my life. Go. Pussy ass bitch. Pussy ass bitch. Listen to this guy. He's not even... That's totally outrageous. Cursing well, at the kid and calling him names. I mean, my goodness, this isn't even about football. What's he think he is, like Bill Belichick or something? Bill Belichick uh, wouldn't even do this to his pros. I always like these guys, too. They yell so much. They have no voice left. They're like, you know, you can't try to yell that loud for a long time. You pussy ass bitch. I can't even do it, pussy ass bitch. And what is he trying to get the kid to fight him? I don't even understand what the kid's supposed to do. I don't know. Anyway, so then he held a press conference where he suspended himself. <laughs> like, he, can you do that? He should have fired himself. <laughs> he shouldn't Good be allowed to coach anymore. Good afternoon. I'm Coach Jinx, the founder. You can tell already he's got no voice. I mean, he's, he's yelling and screaming. Grown man. Good afternoon. I'm Coach Jinx. And by the way, let's be honest. He ain't yelling at a kid. He's yelling at his mom and dad. That's what that shit is. Just, just trust me on that. I'll be a, a little bit of a pop psycho. That, that's the tantrum that he wants to give to mommy and daddy. He's angry. He's or real he's living angry. some fantasy that he can yeah. turn somebody into an NFL player. <laughs> if they would only. Good afternoon. Listen. I'm Coach Jenks, the founder and head football coach. Yeah, why don't they listen, these kids, these dummies? <laughs> if I call them pussy ass bitch, they're going to be out there running their ass off. Good afternoon. I'm Coach Jenks, the founder and head football coach at Southwest Florida Prep Tech. Nice. Uh, my actions today were very. What? Very Mature. unneeded, disrespectful, and wasn't a good look as far as player, coach, personnel goes. Um, um, moving forward, I am going to be suspending myself till further notice, holding myself accountable for the way I acted to my team and my coaches, and I'm going to do what I can to seek mentorship on myself to be able to become a better coach and mentor to my players so that I can make sure that this never happens again. Hello, my name is Alvin Day. I play for the Southwest Florida Prep and Tech Seahawks. And um, I'm glad that my coach is taking accountability for his actions. That's a, something that's very, very important. Accountability is very, very important around here. So I'm glad that he's holding himself to the same standard that he held us to. I do forgive the actions of Coach Jenks as he's been a good mentor to me. And I'm hoping <laughs> we can move forward. Go Seahawks. Thank you, boys. And also, I'll be giving myself a spanking as uh, I as I suspend myself. Let and me ask, is he suspending himself without pay? That's right, Robin. What kind I'm, of punishment is this? I just don't get to coach? Well, not just that. <laughs> not only am I suspending myself, but I'm going to bed without dessert tonight. 
it's going to be a pretty big, pretty stiff penalty. Uh, yeah, so, uh, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and no TV for a week. Uh, just, you know, make it real rough. Except for, like, maybe two shows. That's <laughs> the coach. Like, the kids have to get up there and defend their coach. Vindicate him, yes. He's yeah. a good coach. He just, he lost it for a moment. Your coach really helps me by calling me pussy-ass bitch. Yeah, by the way, I want to make an announcement. I've been a real asshole. I'm suspending myself for this week. And <laughs> I would like it. I will not be on the radio. I, I would like that. Nice vacation. Yeah, this is what I'm yeah. saying. He's giving himself a break. Right. Um. Hey, uh, I got to take a break. Speaking of breaks, but I do want to tell you there's a video special coming out on the app. We're trying to give you lots of entertainment. This one you're going to like because I know I like it. Uh, JD's Celebrity Encounters. It's a big oh. 15, 15 years ago. JD got his first taste of Hollywood. If you remember, Robin, he formed a friendship with the with the very handsome actor Ryan Philippe. Philippe. That's true. And uh, over the last 15 years, JD has had celebrity brushes with Jennifer Aniston, Brian Cranston, Danny DeVito, Snoop Dogg, Khloe Kardashian, Seth Rogen, and many, many more. So we celebrate I did not JD. Realize that? Yeah, no, you didn't. And uh, Hollywood Harmeyer, we celebrate you, JD, with a loving tribute. JD Celebrity Encounters now on the Sirius XM app. So we're pretty excited around here about it. JD, you yeah. want to say anything about your special? Have you seen it yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Once I saw it was on, it's on the app now. Um, right. But yeah, I watched it and uh, I didn't remember like half the times. Like I didn't remember like there's a time where I guess I came in studio when Vern Troyer was on the couch. I didn't remember that. I didn't remember <laughs> the situation. How do you forget? Uh, Let me ask you, Fern Troyer. How do you forget that? He's I mean, unusual. Yeah. yeah, he's an unusual guy. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. There's, there's a video, uh, me coming in with Will Arnett. I, I, I have no recollection of that <laughs> happening ever. How do you forget um, Will Arnett? I mean, how do you forget know. that guy? It's, I, I, I don't know. These shows all meld, you know, come together in my head or something, and uh, you know, do you know in the yeah, special. I, you hold hands with Khloe Kardashian, who I find I, I, very attractive. I, I remember that moment. I remember uh, being across from Jennifer Aniston. I remember right. Snoop Dogg. You remember the women. No, okay. I yeah. remember I was about to say Snoop Dogg and <laughs> Seth Rogen. I remember, uh, yeah. uh, I forget who, who else was in there. <laughs> out of all of your celebrity friends, and you have many, what who sticks out the most as someone you really liked and someone you, you admire? Who is it? Is it? Oh, I mean, I, li I liked I liked everyone. Uh, you know, Philippi's a been a good friend. Um, right. You know, we we share uh, the same. Uh, we both like uh, Tim Heidecker stuff and on cinema stuff. I was going to um, say, what do you share with uh, Ryan? Phillip? I mean, that's really pretty much it. We had the same. Uh, <laughs> we like Ryan the same kind of comedy. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> we well, live very different lives. So Ryan Philippe is your favorite out of all your celebrity friends. I'm not saying my favorite. Everyone's very nice. He's he's probably the the person I'm uh, the closest to. But uh, and Vern Troyer, Vern Troyer, I remember meeting Vern Troyer. He was the size of a Chihuahua, 
Yeah. And you and you don't forget that. You know, you, he was an unusual guy, but yet you forgot. It's uh, I, yeah. now. I don't know. What about your pal um, Andy Richter? You DM him, Andy Richter from the Conan O'Brien show. He's very, he's very nice guy. I haven't right. hung out with him or anything, but no, we've we've had. Uh, uh, I like him. Conversations. He's very funny. Yeah. Um, what do personal... you write back to Andy Richter? I, it yeah, just I all do. depends on what you know we're talking. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, all right. Okay, take I'd it like easy. Between me and Andy, exchanges. all right? <laughs> yeah. All right, it's a private conversation. To. <laughs> <laughs> now, J.D. has DM'd with Andy Richter, uh, Paul Feig, the director, and, and, and most importantly, <laughs> Samantha B. right? The right. uh, famous... Uh, that was big, that relationship. <laughs> it's very, it's very nice, yes. Yeah. Nothing romantic between you two, Samantha. No, D. she's married. No. no, I didn't know that. Okay. She got married to stay away from DJ. No, stop it. No, she's married before. <laughs> Have you ever had a negative experience with a celebrity where it hasn't gone well? <laughs> um, gosh, I had to think about that a little bit. Uh, the only thing I can think of, for, I mean, she wasn't even that much of a celebrity, to me at least, was that teen mom when I came in and talked to her about her sex tape. Teen um, mom. Yeah, she's a fair Abraham. Uh, she's not in the special, thank God. Uh, you but, came into the green room and talked to her about her no, sex No, I came tape? into the studio because she was, she, Howard was talking to her about the sex tape that she said wasn't, you know, that, that got leaked or whatever, but it was clearly made by her and put out by her and. <laughs> Well, we don't know that, do we? Well, I mean, all right, uh, my opinion. Yeah, well, okay. All right, that you're. Well, you could see why she wouldn't like you if yeah, you're saying, if you're, saying, call, you're calling the woman, calling the woman a liar. So, uh, of course, <laughs> well, she wouldn't like you. But uh, yeah, right. I don't. Has anyone big timed you? Has anyone said, you know what, JD? Who are you? I'm too big for you. I don't. I don't think. I well, it's not because I don't exactly like. I don't exactly approach. A you know, people or celebrity or whatever. I will say, mm -hmm. David Spade, he was very nice. He, uh, I was, when I was doing the It's Always uh, Sunny episode, uh, we were at the dinner at this restaurant and David, I saw Spade from across the room, but you know, I didn't, I didn't go up to him. I wasn't like that close, but he came over to, to our table and said hello to me. So it was, there uh, you go. That was, that was very nice of him. So, right. But, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't think of anyone that's the big time or anything. I, I think about it. I'll, if I think of something, I'll let you know. All right. You mean you usually go. when you encounter stars, they they talk to you. They no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I'll be no, honest. A lot saying. of stars are intimidated to go up and talk to JD. That's <laughs> uh, more the other way around. All right. Well, anyway, JD, congratulations on your special. I know you're yes. feeling like a big shot today because you got your oh, own yeah, TV special. Fifteen oh, yeah. years of JD Harmeyer and celebrities. I didn't know and, for that long yeah. a time, JD has had celebrity friends. Amazing. I don't know if Acquaint uh, more acquaintances than friends. The the guy I thought I hope he made it into the special is the uh, sports announcer who sat there and watched you eat fillet of fish and then Joe, you know what Buck. actually Joe I don't believe Joe Buck did make the special actually oh. I guess there had to be a part two. <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe Buck didn't make the special. Are you crazy? That was the single greatest thing who ever. Who put together this special? Well, maybe, maybe that's what, that was because, oh, you know what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's, uh, I mean, I, I apologize to the, to the, to the video team for. Hey, by the way, you know. 
Uh, JD was watching football with uh, Jason Kaplan, I believe, yesterday, and J- oh, yeah. Jason reported to me JD does not sit down for the entire game. He stands the entire <laughs> time, which is good exercise. I'm glad to see that. About the, about the only exercise I get these days, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, they lost. The Bengals lost again. Joe Burrow's hurt. I don't know what is going on. It is not well, looking good. Uh, they're winless so far, right? What they are, they haven't won a game. Yeah, that's they are they, they were Next doing game so- is Monday. Next game is Monday night. So. What happened, JD? What's going on? Burrow, listen, they, they always start, they've passed two years, at least two years. They started slow. You know, Burrow missed training camp. He had an injury this year. He, he hurt his calf. I think the calf is, hasn't stopped bothering him. And, uh, he probably, he probably should have sat at least the first couple games to hopefully, you know, fully heal up, but. He is he, uh, JD, is he being a pussy ass bitch by, uh, I mean, ca- how much, who, <laughs> in calf muscle? I mean, no, no, he's not being a pussy. <laughs> Please don't, don't say that about Joe Burrow. Come on. Be uh, right. respectful. That's, that's well, one of the best players. Uh, one of the highlights was Joe Buck doing a play by play of JD <laughs> eating breakfast. I mean, I, and he I still didn't remember. make the video. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, and now as we this. speak, the breakfast is making its way down here to JD's office. 643 calories of beautiful breakfast sandwich for JD. And there's the first bite. The first bite is being chewed, but he can't get it down his throat because he's just a little too excited. He's laughing. JD is now bent over. This will consist of the majority of his cardio for the day. All right, bite number two. He went for the corner. JD, now he's going to get some water. Now I'm getting the finger. I've never gotten the finger from somebody that I'm calling play-by-play for. Wow. He does such yes. a good job, that guy. I could picture you Ooh. eating that thing. Yeah, it was he fun. Goes, he goes, JD went for the corner. And like, like wow. Yeah. He understands. He's good. That guy is good. <laughs> he really is. I see you, know, you eating. I mean, even the, he, he can't get down the first bite because he's bent over laughing. Laughing. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. he's descriptive. That's not it. You know, try to do play by play. Like even now, it's like you know, I'm looking at JD. JD's wearing his glasses. He's starting to break out in a smile. Wait, he's scratching his beard. Okay, okay. all right, all right. You know, know. You know. It's like that, you know. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, thanks, JD. Congratulations on that. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! Uh, that was that was terrible. <laughs> The dude who uh, is the lead singer in this band, when he was younger, he tried to kill himself by jumping off the Santa Monica Pier. Uh, That's a serious attempt. He just didn't yeah. jump, huh? You know, I don't know. I'm uh, sort of a Casey Kasem, but I don't have all the answers. <laughs> like, did he just stand, did he jump and live, or did he... Like think twice about it, but thank God because he, you know, he sings this we song so beautifully. This song, yeah. yeah, this song wouldn't exist in an alternate reality. Think about that. Do you ever think about the fact that like certain people die young, and they might have done something unbelievable, but we missed out on it? Do you ever think about that? I think well, about that all I the time. Actually, think about this um, Indian scientist. Yeah. Who couldn't convince the British that he knew what he was talking about when he was doing his calculations and creating all these formulas. 
And he fought and fought and fought to get their attention. And finally, one professor paid attention to him, brought him to London and, you know, put him in the school. And he started, he continued to do all these things. And he died at 39. Like, they just didn't miss all the stuff that he was going to give to the world. Mm. And he knew he was desperate to get it out. He said, I have to give this to the world. And he fought and fought and fought to do it. And and then he died at 39. So it was really, you know, important that he get it out when he did. That's um, that's interesting, too. Like, I'm thinking about guys we never even got to hear from. But what you're saying is interesting, too, because there's this painter I love, Richard Parks Bonington. He, he lived a long time ago. I love his work. He died at 27. I mean, this kid was so talented. His paintings were so fucking unbelievable. His drawings, everything. 27 years old. So we never even really got to see his full potential. He was so young. And even the shit well, that he got. Well, you can look at it that way. Or he got out as much as he could before. You know, like he probably was You'll prolific and did a lot of work. Because he sort of felt that he wasn't going to be around long. What's weird is. I have that horrible feeling about Jimi Hendrix because he died at 27. And he, to me, was what I mean, Jimi Hendrix experience album was so great. But then he started to do a bunch of sh like what I thought was kind of shittier stuff like. Uh, but I wonder sometimes would Jimi Hendrix have put out another great album or would he have continued to do all that jazzy kind of freeform shit that he was getting into? You know, you don't that know. You weren't into He obviously yeah. was into it. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was into it, all right. But you wonder, but but then what about the people we never got to hear from? Yeah, well, we don't even know those people. We don't know them. We don't know what we missed out on. We Maybe, don't know uh, what we missed. And I think, yeah. here's how I think about it. That we don't capitalize on all the potential anywhere in the world. Not even here. And what well, are we missing out on? Well, while you're thinking about all those kind of things, Robin, I've been thinking about Cocktober that's coming up. <laughs> Every year on this show, we do amazing. This we will not miss. Yeah, this is what I think about. Uh, I was thinking about Cocktober last year. We did some good stuff, but we've been having meetings. It's really weird. We've been having meetings about Cocktober. And, really? Uh, they require meetings? Yeah, Even Cocktober requires meetings. I'll bring you into my world. Uh, we had a meeting on, uh, I guess it was Thursday, where Jason said, you started talking about October. I go, God, we're kind of like, it's already mid-September. We got to get going on this. So, Jason, what are you looking at here? We got to narrow it down. We have too many ideas. Can you put all the ideas on the table and kind of figure out what we want to do for October? Yeah, this is awesome. You this got is what good I things this year? Yeah, we yeah, we got some good things. things. Yeah, yeah, oh, we have to yeah. keep pushing the envelope, you know, and yeah. popping yeah. ourselves here. Go so ahead. one of the, one of the things we were talking. Do you remember earlier this year we played the clip of the lead singer from some band talking about how he got his start jacking off horses, and yeah. and, and right. that's how he got paid. So we want to do something called a horse jacking competition. Uh, Richard and Chris Wilding want to compete head to head to see. Can who I just can say something about that? Horse I'm gonna I'm gonna put the axe on that one, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> They'll get killed. Yeah, well, not only will they get killed, but, like, we're going to do some great uh, Cocktober events, but I don't think we should make horses have to, you know, 
to get into that kind of humiliation. You know what I mean? It's something Fair gross enough. about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried it's about that one. It's bad enough what we do to human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not extend it to the horses. Yeah, let's let's stick to human cock. Like, uh, Chris, if you want <laughs> to milk a, a human being on the air, that's different. All right, so go well, ahead. I just I'm thought not... it was funny because, you know, Richard thought he'd be better at jerking off horses because he used to, quote, work on a farm. And I just thought I'd be better at it because, like, I've jerked off, like, like hung men. Uh. Do you think jerking off, Chris, um, jerking off a man versus jerking off a horse? In other words, yeah. you know what to do to make a guy feel mm -hmm. good. But, you know, a horse mm -hmm. might not really respond to the same things a dude would respond to. You I know think what it's I mean? easier. I think it's you easier. Do? I think a horse just wants to get there quicker. There's no nonsense in their head. Yeah, but a oh horse doesn't God. see you as sexual. In other words, uh, part of, you know, well, anyway. Richard, well, I think they put blinders on the horse. They do Sorry, put blinders on the horse because I was going to say, you coming at that up. horse could could cause him to just kick you the hell out of the way. Hey, Richard, we could wear, like hay or something. When you were we growing up on the farm, costumes. when you were growing up on the farm, did you ever have to jerk off a horse? No, no, I never did. Luckily, but did I you was, have to jerk you know. off anything? <laughs> oh yeah, myself a lot. Yeah, his friends, friends. <laughs> in the oh. bathtub. Yeah. All right. So for October, I'm just saying I don't want to get started with uh, horse animals. Done. Got you. Not the other but there's a guy that's like hung like a horse. I'll I'll jerk him off. I'll tell you what, Chris. What if we put a guy in a horse costume mm. and you jerk him off and pretend he's a horse? Is he hung like a horse? <laughs> no, we're not doing that one. All right. What else? See, we got that I would October? be out on. Uh, yeah. Another one for Richard. This one's more for Richard and Sal. It's called Cock Canoe. They had this idea of uh, Richard wanted to put mementos into Sal's pouch. Mementos are those like little candies you can have. Mentos. 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 Sorry, Mentos. Mentos. Mementos. Mementos. You want to put mementos? <laughs> yeah, my pictures of my family in <laughs> Sal's cock. Roll up letters and my put wedding ring. Put Mement in his cock. <laughs> uh, if we're putting mementos in Sal's cock, yeah. <laughs> Here's uh here's the shoes uh -huh. I wore to my wedding. Pouch <laughs> is like a time capsule. There's my diary. So there's this yeah. thing where you pour carbon dioxide like from a diet coke onto Mentos. It erupts, you know, makes like a big like a volcanic mm. type eruption. So he wants to make that happen out of Sal's cock and then see if Sal can make that happen out of Richard's ass. I don't understand. Diet coke. You want to so, so Sal, you want to put a, a mento, not a memento, Jason. <laughs> right. Sal, you want to put a mento in Richard's ass and see if it bubbles? And yeah, I'll put, I'll put a mento in. up his ass. Yeah, and, and, and pour the um, and then pour the soda into his asshole and see if it explodes like a volcano. <laughs> but Richard would do the same thing to my pouch. He'll put a a mento in my pouch and he'll pour soda in it. Soda. Hmm. So we circle that one. Volcano. So, in other words, the penis <laughs> volcano is what you're talking right. about. I think volcano. it'll tickle too. It'd probably feel good. Those things All really right. shoot out. They're like a geyser. It's no joke. Really. Yeah. All right. That's a that's a possibility. That I I think it's funny I to don't see know Richard. Why we're dealing with Richard's ass in October? I'll because tell you he doesn't why. have a pouch for the mento. <laughs> I mean, I'll we tell can you just why. do Sal's cock. I'm fine with that. I think the funnier thing is to see Richard bent over with Pepsi in his ass and a and a mento. <laughs> it just isn't pure to me. But it's October. If you, yeah, if but you he'll be naked. around his, if you tape the mentos around his cock, he can dip his cock in the diet coke. That could work too. 
All right, let's let's move on. I'm just trying to figure out what we what we will be doing and what we won't be doing for October. Go ahead, Jason. All right, this one's very involved. This is uh, called "The Price Is Very Wrong." It's I think in honor of uh, Bob Barker. May he rest in peace. So, Sound Richard have done many penis themed stunts over the years. So, they, we had this idea where they do a game where they earn money for getting further and further down these other's cocks. So the way the game would work is they wear condoms that have multiple colors on them. Green at the very tip of their penis, yellow in the middle of their shaft, red at the base of their shaft. And then for every second they're willing to hold their mouth over a certain color, they get paid oh, forget X that. amount forget. of money. Now you, now you, this crazy. Oh, come on. Crazy. <laughs> so they're going to blow each other is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was basically yeah, yeah, yeah. what you're saying. And this was not our idea, Howard. We're, the money's going to have to start pretty high for this one. All right. So let's, I'm going to take that one off the table. <laughs> Plus, the thank table. you. Uh, yeah. Thanks, okay. Howard. All right. Come on. I mean, I mean, all right. What is this one? The Super Balls. What do you got there? The Super Balls is an idea where Sal and Richard naked uh, would team up with celebrities to play the game foosball, you know, from a foosball table. But we take the little men off the foosball table, and they just have to use their nutsack to hit the ball across the table. So it would be all right. So let me understand this: you guys are gonna uh, instead of foosball, you use your balls to smack the foosball across and see who can win, and you're gonna play celebrities. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How What's does the, that work? Now you. I now really what? Do, don't I don't understand it. What well, celebrities are you thinking table. about? First of all, you, I would love to see like a Ben Affleck and Matt Damon play <laughs> these two guys. George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Yeah. I yeah, thought so. they, the, the celebrities would be using their balls. Yes, the of course. Yes. The celebrities yes, are using yes. their balls and Sound Richard are no, using no, their balls. No, 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 not you, oh. their balls. I'm talking about the celebrities. One no. celebrity is working Richard's balls. No, you can't get celebrities to do that. Sound What's the matter with you? No. I'll tell you who I was thinking would be fun. <laughs> Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. They, yeah. they, of course. True. You know, I'd be that be great? Or Harvey uh, Weinstein. Jason, so, so, what, so what do you celebrities think we had? Uh, we had Eric Andre and Steve O written down as a starting oh, off, uh, okay. point. There you go. Um, but, oh, uh, good. but I like how you're thinking. But see, yeah. the problem is though, Howard, I, my balls don't hang super low all the time. Like sometimes right. they do if it's warm. <laughs> so maybe we use our penises because it's Cocktober. I don't know if you know balls. What do balls have to do with Cocktober? We so why don't we penises. just play? Why don't why don't you guys use your penises like hockey sticks and play foosball with them? Yeah, yeah, perfect. But but maybe the or we could do air hockey. Table? We could. Robin, we'll be like squatting work. over don't the worry. table. Yeah, we, we're gonna have a table low, and they're gonna you, you worry maybe, too much. Maybe I the just celebrity can't see it happening. <laughs> well, that's I mean, why it's. To... Uh, oh, you'll see it. We'll they make did a whole happen. cock Olympics last year yeah, where they were using it as golf clubs. All right, that's cool. <laughs> we do rehearsals, everything. All right, so but, uh, all right, yes. So, but real quick, maybe the celebrity could work each of our penises, mm, like the celebrity could, that's holds. That's what Robin wants to say. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. All right, we <laughs> need well, to workshop this one a little. Uh, we're going to workshop it. We'll come back to you with that. All right, that's. I put a little question mark. Now, what is cock? 
cocktails, cocktails. <laughs> so cocktails is a twist on a Richard Christie classic. So if you remember years ago, Richard said that he could tell what kind of beer was being poured in his ass. So he could tell what flavor, what type. Um, now we want to try that with cocktails. So we blindfold Richard. Sal mixes a cocktail in his penis pouch, pours it into oh. Richard's <laughs> butt, and Richard tells us which cocktail Sal is pouring into his butt. Well, you know, I, I, I don't listen. I think Richard has proven himself with his wine tasting. I don't know that uh, I'm going to cross that one out because, okay. well, because I feel we've seen it before, and the audience is craving right. new plus, new action. Okay, plus with right. Sal's cock cheese mixed in with the drink, it might be hard to tell. Might throw you off. The, it could throw me off. So. All I taste is cheese. Dirty by the way, it's pretty. It's pretty unhygienic to have. Sal's disgusting yes. pouch. Uh, you know, I'm worried about yeah, Richard. Yeah, but so look at the ass it's going in. This guy's disgusting too, Howard. <laughs> yeah, but well, would you want something from my asshole going into your pouch? I think it has. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, all right. I'll put down a question mark because certainly Richard drinking uh, cocktails, forget Sal, but Richard drinking uh, cocktails through his asshole and telling us what they are. Uh, the guy has this uncanny ability to taste things with his asshole. He's very, mm -hmm. very talented that way. So there we go. Thank you. All right. Well, I'll you're going to do that. Mark. You're going to mm. just pour cocktails down his asshole. Puke. That's right. That's yeah. right. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> fall, fall themed cocktails. <laughs> there was one late addition to this list here. Oh, sorry. And again, I just want to say for those of you who are listening, we're very careful with Richard. We don't let him get drunk. We give him just a taste of a cocktail because, Gosh. believe it or not, if you you can absorb alcohol through your asshole and die. So uh, to it's a very dangerous. Degree, you yeah. could yeah. do yeah. a real damage. By the way, Richard, are you okay? Uh, no, I got COVID. Yeah, he's sick. Oh my god, yeah, I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, you can hear it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, he doesn't voice. sound right. That's Trust what me. Sal said. Sal's like that poor COVID. It's going to catch something <laughs> from Richard. Exactly. You're not kidding. COVID, COVID doesn't want to be anywhere near Richard. But uh, well, how are you doing? You sound okay. I'm okay. I had I've had it before a while back. So this time it's more kind of like a cold type deal. But um, yeah, I'm fine. I ran a half I marathon just... yesterday, so I don't know how the hell I did it. I was hurting towards the end, but it's like, man. But let me ask like, you something. You knew you had COVID and you ran a marathon? No, I just found out this morning. I felt, I woke up and felt really bad and took oh. a test. No. But you know, they say kinda... this new COVID starts more with a sore throat than, than, uh, and then a, a dry cough. So is that what you had? A little bit, yeah. Just the cough was pretty bad. That's how, and I, a lot of congestion. That's a, well, I was like, oh, I better get better test this. Oh. I feel grosser than usual. I'm dying. I better test myself. <laughs> What's great about Richard is like he's probably dying, but it wouldn't even matter to him. Maybe just right, like, you don't care. I just, I just yeah, shoot yeah. blood. Better get a test. <laughs> yeah, my my wife told me to go to one of these doctors, but I said I'm not going. I gotta run a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. What, so what is another, what's prickleball? Pickleball is, pickleball I know, but what is prickleball? Pickleball would be basically just naked pickleball. Um, and I think All they're right. hoping John and Gary would get That's sort that. of like the yeah. penis foosball. Yeah, kind of like the penis right. foosball. So that, those yeah. were the big, uh, those are the big October ideas so far. Uh, right. but of course, uh, you know, we're always, we're always trying to come up with more. Well, first of uh, all, let me uh, commend my staff. For the uh, fabulous imaginations they have around October, uh, while we can't do uh, the um, uh, the horse jacking competition, uh, certainly intriguing is the cockano to see that uh, you know that asshole yeah. bubbling up with uh, all kinds of stuff and. Uh, the you know, price is do wrong. Sal's pouch. I'd like to see that explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> you guys have to stay tuned. We're gonna we're gonna keep up. We're gonna listen. We're gonna go to the drawing board keep a couple of times. We're gonna yeah. keep working no. on it. Uh, uh, Howard, what if see. it works like an enema, the Mentos, and like all this shit comes out of Richard's ass? <gasps> oh, God. Well, that that'll happen. be that'll be amazing. Ralph says. Make, uh, I don't know why Ralph, sure Ralph says before. Ralph says uh, he wants to uh, suggest an idea for October. Go ahead. I have a great idea if everybody would do Shock it. It'd be fantastic. Okay. All the guys show Robin their cocks, like be behind a like a, a screen or something. So she just sees their cocks. This is everybody like Chris and you know, <laughs> Matt, like everybody. Chris. And then she has to guess whose is whose. Wow. Look at Ralph uh, dreaming of uh guys showing their Why cocks. Why is he to doing Robin. this to me? And, and, what is, <laughs> and notice he starts with my name. All right, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be Come great? On, it'd be great. Sal and I would be out because Robin knows our yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Let's go to Fat Ben. Who I've wants seen to him say too hi. many times. <laughs> Fat Ben I in Massachusetts. I just wanted to see 10 cocks. <laughs> right. yeah. Go ahead, guys, Fat Ben. I don't know if you listen to any of the bits over the summer. This show has turned into the gayest show in radio history. Yes. There yes. is absolutely nothing gayer than the Howard Stern program. And thank you. Just goes I'm proud of it. You're thank running you. yeah, out of things. <laughs> running out of things. No. There's well, always gay we stuff you can do. We just did everything with women and vaginas. Come on. Yeah, we just, no, we got to do not. some. <laughs> no, you I, I have not. I know, we, I know we say this every year. Nothing gets this staff more excited than talking about yeah. cock and cock related stunts. It is yeah. like, it doesn't matter how bad of a mood people are in. Everyone just drops everything they're doing and starts pitching cock. Vagina is so all 1985. Cock, all the time. <laughs> Don't you like cock? Cocktober. Well, Fat Ben, thank you. And, uh, thank you for saying we are the <laughs> gay show. All right, thank you, thank you, Fat we Ben. We appreciate uh, that title. You bet. Yo, yo, yo! Get your motherfucking dicks out, homie! It's Cocktober. <laughs> Looking forward to it for sure. Let's see those boners. Oh yeah. We've got thirty-one days of Cocktober. I got my hand on your cock. Hair, dick, and balls, and then it's over. It While we're beating our meat all day. I A horse. <laughs> You're hitting the door with a cock. <laughs>
Oh, hey, everybody. It's uh, Jim Meyer, who used to run this uh, Sirius oh. XM company. He was the former CEO. How are you, Jim? You've gone woke since I left. Let those boys jerk that horse off pronto. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you say... <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. Jim is saying he wants the guys to jerk off a horse. All right. I'm out here drinking a pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> He's drunk. Come on, our old boss. <laughs> our He's old boss. I, uh, I think he was in the middle of the Saints. Uh, what I'm were you saying? I'm drinking a pina colada in Jamaica right now, and all I want to think about is some nice fat horse cock cum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Glad I reopened the door. Uh, thank you. Pina colada in that ass. <laughs> Horse gens equals subscribers, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He, he knew his stuff, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, so that's Cocktober. We'll, we're going to figure sir. something Those out. Those are we'll the bigger. suggestions so far? Yeah. Yeah, All I was right. sitting in a meeting hearing them, and I went, you know what? Why don't you guys <laughs> read these on the air so Robin can hear them? In fact, oh, I should no. put you in charge of Cocktober. You just surprised me with it because uh, I've had it. <laughs> I'm I'm more with that fat Tony or whatever his name was. Yeah, right. right. Well, we got to get yeah. back to vagina. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hear any there's ideas no, about vagina. There's no month for vagina. Yep. Um. Tom Morello, you know what a fan I am of his. He yeah. he uh, he's given me an assignment. His mom, Mary Morello, is turning a hundred. His mom is what? Yeah, well, she's on his show every week. She's his co Yeah, but I couldn't imagine that she's that old. Yeah, and she's she doesn't complain. She's not like my my mom's ninety six, and she you know she's like oh, I feel horrible. Obviously, you know, my, she's not having the same nineties as your mom. No, she's out and doing stuff. Even doing Tom's yeah. radio show. I'm, my mom used to always come on the radio, and now, uh, you know, now she's retired. Well, they I sort wouldn't... of took a took a step back, uh, you know, many years ago. Yeah, I gave them their own radio show for a while, and my mom was like, "Do we have to keep doing this?" I was like, "The audience loves it. Just keep doing it. I'll do it if you want." But you know, they were complaining to me right. they didn't want to do it. Yeah, my father, I thought liked it, but he said it was too much pressure for him. I don't know, but anyway. So Tom's mother's having a birthday and he wants me to like, you know, geez, do a everybody. birthday wish for her. Yeah. And I, I tell you, please, if you know me or you're in my life, do not ask me to make a video for your friends or something. But I felt like his mom well, Tom is gonna, not in your life and he doesn't no, know you. He doesn't know me. So he's, I was like, <laughs> oh, no, Tom Morello, is, you know, and I love Rage Against the Machine. And yes. Uh, and, and even, his I, shows. I love his radio show. Is uh, I love it, love it, love it. I, the guy's got great musical taste, but uh, I was like, oh fuck, I don't. What do I? I can, maybe I can knock it out now since I'm. We do have a video camera going. Yeah. I never know what to. Say. You know, hey, congratulations on making it to a uh, hundred. It's kind of like doing a cameo, but not getting paid. You know what? Do you know about her from listening to them do their show together? Um, I know she was a school teacher. 
I know that she put up with a lot of um, she was she's an activist like she used to go out and, you know, like, uh, y- you know, she's like Che Guevara or somebody. She's yeah, well, like she one would of... go out and protest or was she yeah. a, I locked myself to the gate of whatever yeah. or, you know, what yeah. what kind of things did she do? Do you know? You don't know. Well, not I don't know exactly what she did, but she was like fighting for the working man kind of thing. I see. Yeah. What do you say? Congrats on not dying yet. I mean, uh, it's amazing. No, Uh, you don't want to say that. You don't say that. That's inappropriate. (laughs) Robin, you're so woke. (laughs) (laughs) Even though it's probably Uh, on her mind, don't remind her. I could put a mento in my ass and uh, make a volcano, a cocktail. Uh, hey, and then put a candle in it, you know, before you pour in the <laughs> light, light a candle before you pour in the soda. <laughs> yeah, let me let me knock this out now. I'll say, uh, how about Just I say, tell her how much you enjoy listening to her with her son. Yeah, and uh, you know, you congratulate her on her longevity and her continual effort to to be productive in life Hmm. all right hi mary um happy birthday happy 100 congratulations on uh, your radio show and uh i'm glad i don't have to compete with you that's all you have great musical taste i can't even believe you love pj harvey and uh i think you're uh you're terrific happy birthday how was that that was Not good. good. Hmm. No, that was very good. I'd be a disaster on Cameo because when people pay you, they I see some people do 20 minute, you know, they do 20 minutes on Cameo. Well, and I think it was uh, John who got one from, um, now I'm forgetting her name, but the singer who lives on Long Island, somebody paid for her to do john and she did a couple of songs i think she almost did a concert for john yeah, debbie gibson i think wasn't it yeah, yeah yeah all right i'll do a good one all right here we go i i would not want to be on cameo with the pressure of like this but and please i this is i'm only doing this because the woman reached 100 and now you have to reach 200 if I'm going to do a birthday message for you. I can't well, tell you how many essentially people. Essentially, you're becoming Willard. Remember Willard used yeah. to have the birthday greetings for every 100-year-old on the well, Today Show? Yeah, if you make it to 100, I'll go. Maybe I'll do one for you. But <laughs> All right, let me try it again. You got the cameras going? Let me fix myself up so I look good. The camera's always going. They could play it at a birthday party. Hi, Mary Morello. I'm a big fan of yours. I'm Howard Stern. I'm on the radio just like you. And uh, I want to say, not only am I a fan of yours, but I was thinking about you. And Rage Against the Machine would not even exist without your wonderful vagina. The fact that you passed Tom Morello out of your, you know, your uterus and into this world. You also have to remember the egg, though, if you're going that way. Half of him... Is her. Yeah. I don't know who donated the sperm, but uh, <laughs> forget him. It's your birthday. You're 100. And uh, I'm really impressed with you. I mean, you produced Tom, who's such a fucking awesome guitar player and uh, awesome guy. So congratulations to you and your vagina for making it to 100. God bless you.
What do you think? That's good. No, no. Was, you go. No. You gotta say good eggs. No. Your you say wonderful that. eggs <laughs> produce Tom Morello. Hi, Mary. Your beautiful <laughs> vaginal eggs produce Tom Morello. <laughs> and I want to wish you a happy 100th birthday because that's amazing. I mean, think about it. Tom Morello's head came out of your vagina. <laughs> and for that, I thank you so much. Uh, and I'm not trying to be gross, but that's a major accomplishment. I can't tell you how many people have a head come out of their vagina. And quite frankly, they should have left the head in there because these people are useless. But Tom Morello is an excellent guitar player, songwriter. And he's he's the man from Rage Against the Machine, one of the greatest rock bands ever. And somehow your vagina and eggs produced him. God. I mean, can there be a prouder moment for anybody? How did you do it? And as far as I know, he's the only one you, you're so smart. After you gave birth to him, you just said, that's it. Can't do better than this. I wonder if you breastfed. I hope you breastfed Tom. And, and, congr and you know what? God bless your breast for giving Tom milk to live. Uh, I'm very moved by that. Thank you. Happy birthday. Whoa, Robin. What a message. Now, do they... you really want to send that? <laughs> well, yeah, I do. And they're going to play it at our birthday party, evidently. In front of the grandkids. You know, Mary, I wonder, uh, do you have any more eggs? Because let's see what else you can whip up. Like, maybe you've got a whole band in there. God knows what's in there. I mean, it's almost a shame. Yeah, Tom but, had to go uh, out and find a band. She could have no. produced the band. <laughs> I mean, God bless you for extracting sperm out of Tom's father's ball sack and getting... I mean, it's such a beautiful story. Here, Here's what I want to say on Mary Morello's birthday. Your vagina should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Thank you. I there hope, you go. Hope, there you go. I mean, there. I've said it all. <laughs> I've said it all. It's how I feel. And I love you. And I, lo I love you. I love you. Thank you. Wow. Huh? How's that for a birthday <laughs> message? I don't think anybody uh, else will have that same no. message. No, because people aren't honest. <laughs> they don't compliment women when they have a, a tremendous child like Tom Morello. Yeah. Oh, and I got the I get the uh, text and um, I come down to my uh, to my wife and I go, oh, so great to get a text from Tom Morello, but it's so horrible when it's. Could you please make a video <laughs> with, for with my the request? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, she goes, well, what are you gonna do? You don't do video. You don't do that. I go, yeah, but his mom's a hundred, and he's in Rage Against the Machine. I got to do it. You know. You think it'd be but inappropriate? nobody else, unless you, you're, yeah, yeah. you're great yeah. and your mother's 100. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people are listening to this saying, hey, can you do this for me? And no. <laughs> Would it be inappropriate to ask her for pictures of her vagina so I can hang them in the studio? Because, um, anyway. No, I guess that would be too much. Well, I anyway. was thinking, do you remember the the moment mm. that In other words, you 
conceived. Do you know? I bet. I wonder what position she was in when she conceived Tom Morello. And also, remembers the moment she would have all that in there. Do you think when she saw Tom pop out of her, she said to herself, "I think he's destined for rock and roll greatness." You think she had some vibe? What did she feel? Did she feel that this was greatness that just popped out of her? I know my mom describes feeling nothing as I popped out. She was unconscious. They knocked her out. And there I was. But I wonder if I wonder if Mary Morello uh, actually was, you know, back back in those days, they used to knock you out when you had a baby. I hope I hope she felt Tom coming out of her. No, they used to do the old uh, epidural. So you were. You were oh. awake. 80 years ago, they did an epidural? Really? He, he's not 80. No, but she probably gave birth to him when he was like, he's in his when 50s. He was so like, she he was, was probably, he, she was probably 30 when she gave birth to him. So that's what I'm saying. She got the epidural. My mother so got you the think, epidural. Really? Oh, my mother got knocked out. Wow. Yeah. They, she, they didn't want her to see what was. They looked at my father and they looked at her and they said, you might not want to see she what comes out of you. She won't live through this. <laughs> yeah. It, we're not sure what's going to come out of your vagina. But uh, Mary Morello, I mean, she got Tom Morello. She hit the fucking lottery with that. One you time. Know? You don't think he has any siblings? From what I remember of the show, I think Tom Morello is an only child. And I remember wow. when I interviewed him, he said that. Yeah, I don't think he you did know. say he had any siblings. Mm. He was an only child. Yeah. So she but knew Mary. she had accomplished something. She didn't have to try again. Yeah, she was like, why would I have another one? It can only go downhill. <laughs> I, I hit it just right. I, I gave birth to <laughs> one of the world's greatest guitar players. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. Did she good for her in the womb? You know, you just got to go mm. through the whole thing. Hey, guys, uh, just uh, take this and somehow get it to Tom Morello and then let him cut it up. <laughs> and all it's you'll say is happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If he just wants happy birthday, it's in the mix. Here, here. Happy birthday. You know. Yeah. Just imagine if, like, Tom Morello's father had pulled out and, like, finished on Mary's back. Uh, yeah. We wouldn't have Tom Morello, so I guess... Pretty great, unless as uh, Ronnie's often reminded us, maybe there's something in the pre-cum. You know, mm. had that happen inside, <laughs> and then blew it on her back. You've gone too far now. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be some birthday party. I think like Tom's kids are there, and uh, you oh, know, it's stop. like, yeah, and there you are rattling on about uh, pre-cum. Good lord. <laughs> hey anyway what am i gonna do now hmm, should i just leave or do i want to I leave anything out let me just see anything important so what's that little tupperware i've been staring at it all morning oh my god that's so funny you're mentioning that don't even bring that up i'm not even going to tell you what this is oh, okay because i was just like what is that thing? It's been bugging me all morning. All right. You want to know what that is? And I, I, okay. I forgot to put So this is what happened. I had to give a urine sample this morning. Okay. Uh, I had someone come to the house to collect it. So 
I'm talking last night on the phone. I said, look, what do I got to do when I wake up? I'm going to be waiting for you. The person was coming to my house at six o'clock. Got to be the first pee. What? No, it doesn't. But I said, I don't know if I'll be able to pee when you get here because I pee. I wake up at five thirty. So she said, look, you could pee. Do you have anything that's pretty clean? Pee in it and then stick it in your refrigerator. So I found this little mini Tupperware. <laughs> and she goes, you got to pee in it, but you got to get in the refrigerator because if it doesn't get refrigerated, there'll be bacteria in it and it'll show up right. in the test and then it'll be all fucked up. So I was supposed to pee in this, but what I did instead was I waited for her to show up with a fresh specimen uh, cup okay. and I, um, and I, and I peed into that and, uh, did a successful urine test. Well, uh, great. I'm so you just kept that there all morning. No, because I got to go put it back upstairs. I had it with me to pee into and I put it down on the table. But you're such a yenta. You go, what is that little like who would even notice yeah, that? Why is that Tupperware there or whatever it is? It's not necessarily uh, Tupperware, but it's yeah, one of those whatever plastic containers. Yeah, I was going to pee in this, but <laughs> then I was like, well, what if I pee in it? And then there's like, maybe I didn't clean it well enough and there's bacteria. And then they tell me I or have some dust. disease. Oh, yeah, he's and got dust in his pee. And, and then the, the doctor calls me up and goes, listen, this is horrible. You did your urine test. We discovered you are dying because you have. And I go, no, 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 no. I, I, I peed into my own Tupperware. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, shit, I got to tell Beth. I'm going to stick urine in our refrigerator. And she's going to go ape shit with our food. And I'm going to be like, yeah. But they'll be like, Mr. Stern, you have cholera. You have to get, no, 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 no. I'm pretty sure it's because I had a fucking dirty, filthy Tupperware <laughs> that I peed into. <laughs> hey, Marianne. Marianne from Brooklyn. Everybody loves Marianne from Not Brooklyn. Not as much as I love you, Howie. You're simply the best. But I can't understand. <laughs> uh, first of all, I'm your biggest defender and supporter. Time okay. and time again, how does Tom Herrera know everything about you and still ask you... Morella. Morello. Tom, well, first of all, let me tell you something. Tom Morello doesn't know anything about me, I don't think. Um, I just know him because I listen to his radio show all the time, and I'm a fan of Rage Against the Machine. I don't know that he knows about me. Well, he's a fan of yours, and I'm sure he listens to the show, Howard. You're I don't know. on the channel. Well, I hope he's listening today because, Tom, it's not going to get cut. It's ridiculous that people are still asking you that. And even, Howard, if he... I, I did it because his mother turned 100. So I've done... Whatever I did here, I'll, I'll right. send to him. That's I, all. Well, that's way above and beyond the call of duty. Howard, you know when you were away, I wrote up my own Howard Rapid Fire list, my summer my summer list. Would you let me go through it quickly? And then if you wanted to pick a topic. I don't know what you're talking about. What do you want to say? Like I wrote, I feel very bad, Jessica Rabbit, your, your, your cat passed away, and Tori Spelling is living in a trailer. Like I wrote a whole list of things that happened in the summer that I, every time it happened, I was saying, I wish I could call Howard. All right, go ahead. All right, yes, my rabbit died. Go ahead, yes. What else? Tori Spelling, Richard Simmons made his 75th birthday update. Uh, Tammy from 1,000 Pound Sisters' husband died. Um, Gail King is skinnier than Oprah. Uh, Grace Potter was a special on Howard 101, and I uh, I never knew who she was, and she was fantastic. I watched the Grace, uh, well, I mean, uh, Gail King is skinnier than oprah is that yes. right i don't know yes. that to be a fact yes. is she is she yes. on ozempic 
I can't say, but she looks like she's on those epic times 100. She's emaciated. Wow, you know. And I, 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 Ozempic. I, I mean, I, I mean, I will like to a list of everyone on Ozempic. I don't know that Gail is. Oprah swears she's not on Ozempic, but it's, it's kind of weird that the two of them just got skinny together. You know what I mean? Together at the same time. Yeah. Right. Right. And I agree. It's that Ozempic skinny long drawn. Oh, you should see Randy uh, from <laughs> American Idol, Howard. He's like uh, 60 pounds soaking wet. I know. I never knew who she was, only from your show. And her special was on Howard 101. It was fantastic. Grace, Grace Potter. Right. Who is that? Grace Potter? Somebody who was on uh, the... She's a musician, yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. She picked all, right. all her favorite songs. She picked great ones. Right. And then I I, know. I, I I, was in very into Graves and Series because that's my neighborhood I grew up in. And Howard is a coffin series. you got to watch it. So they, they take a regular man out of the coffin right. and they throw... Wait. Got, all right, enough. Enough with this. It's, it's, it's driving me nuts. It can only take so much. <laughs> I'm weak. Oh, somebody wrote me and wanted to know, do I have time? Eh, I should go. Yeah, it's enough show. It's enough. Will you tell us tomorrow? Yeah, of course. I mean, there's always tomorrow. Somebody Can wrote me and asked tomorrow? me. People ask me questions. Uh, they want to know, Howard, do you do mundane stuff? I think people think I'm some um, guy. you know. Just exciting where you are. Your whole yeah. life is exciting. They said, for example, here, I'll read this to you. I think everyone thinks that I give the impression I don't do anything for myself. Like I don't do anything normal. Right. You don't empty no. garbage. You don't. I do. do I do every cat night. litter and uh, stuff like that. I don't do the cat litter that much. Beth does that, but I do empty the garbage every night. We do the dishes together. Someone asked, did you eat a cookie? Did you eat a cookie? 46% of my staff thinks I ate a cookie. 54% thinks I did not eat a cookie. The answer is, I don't eat cookies. But I did have well, ice cream. I had cake. Um, and the Metamucil you eat every day is, is like a cookie. very sweet. It's, it's really sweet. So while I technically didn't have a cookie, I will tell you I had cake and ice cream. Real cake and ice cream. This wasn't yeah. low fat, low sugar, no, no, low no. nothing. It was the real, real stuff. Did you yell at a cat? 49% said you did. 51% said you didn't. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't yell. I mean, what's the point of yelling at a cat? But uh, I sometimes my cat, Pebble, who's real bad, like she's just bad. She's a misbehaving cat? Yeah, she's bad. She's just got a mean streak. Not a mean streak, but she's a bad streak. She's, but I love her, but, um, she did what do she something. What that's so bad? Oh, if I go to pet her, she'll like bite me or, oh, she, you okay. know, she'll, she won't bite, but like she'll growl and she has real issues. She has serious fucking mental issues. I mean, okay. she should be hospitalized in a mental institution. She's crazy. <laughs> she she's fucking medication. crazy. She is medicated. Sometimes she has to be medicated. Oh. She's, yeah, she's wow. fucking nuts. I'm telling you, she's nuts. We love her. Like Beth loves her. I love her. She has one eye. 
I think like she's genetically got something up with her, but we don't mm. care. Like she's Pebble and she's part of the mix and she's kind of fun actually. Like the well behaved ones are great too, but she's kind of like you never know what you're going to get with her. We have to lock her up in jail every fucking day. Listen to this. Really? There are times she gets so fucking nuts. We give her a timeout. So we lock her up in the one of the bedrooms, you know, with a litter box and food and water, obviously. But we give her a little time out so she can calm down. Wow. And then it's my job to let her out of prison. Beth goes, can you let can you let Pebble out of prison? <laughs> <laughs> so I open the door and she just goes wild. She just runs out. She oh hops a fence. She, she goes nuts in our house. We have a little gate. She hops over the gate. But uh, yeah, she's nuts. But uh, so I did have to I did raise my voice to her. I go, Pebble, the fuck are you doing? I'm take, I feed, I'm taking care of you. Trying to help you. I did yell. She don't care. Did you unlock a door with a key? Thirty two percent of my staff thinks I did unlock a door with a key. Sixty eight. Sixty eight percent of my staff thinks I didn't. What do you think? Do you have a key? Because I don't have a key. Well, I did unlock a door with a key. Sure, I mean uh, my apartment. I was I went over to my oh, apartment. Oh, okay. And, yeah. okay. Yeah. If you, you were you in did, of course I did. To have a key. Yeah. All right. Did you open a sealed jar? Forty-nine percent say you opened a jar. Fifty-one percent say you did not open a jar. I'll say he opened a jar. Uh, a jar. I, mean, I don't remember any specifics, but I have to assume I opened a jar. I'm very involved with Tupperware. Does that count? <laughs> did i open anything in a jar like maybe ketchup or i mm. mean if you serve something to somebody i'm a sure bottle i did of soda or seltzer did you use a condiment uh 70 said i used a condiment let's see did i use any ketchup no did i use any mustard, mustard no. relish you don't like relish no, I, maybe I didn't use it. I don't think I use condiments. Pickles of any sort. No, I don't you like pickles. pickles? Mm. Nope. 51% said you did not. Uh, oh, oh, 30% said you didn't use a condiment. That's right. I don't like condiments. I don't, I don't like I don't ketchup. Like condiments. If you got to put ketchup on something, people put ketchup on their eggs. My wife does that. I'll go, are you crazy? Um... Did you put your foot in ocean water? Yeah, by accident. I was walking on the beach. I didn't want to get my... I, I was wearing... I wear sneakers on the beach. And, so you got um, your sneakers wet? Yeah. The the wave hit... Came up high and I got all wet. I was all upset. Wow. My sock was soaking wet. It was fucking... <laughs> 86% of the staff think I did get my foot wet. 14% think I didn't. No, I did. It was an accident, but I did. Did you eat a chip? Mm, I don't think so. No. Not one. Not a nacho chip. Not a, you know, you didn't have any salsa or guacamole oh, or anything No, I like did. That. I did. Uh, there were, I was at a friend's house. They had hors d'oeuvres. And the only thing they had was like chips and salsa. And I went, fuck, I'm hungry. I'm eating this. <laughs> you know, I'm, I mean, I, I like I had to eat something. Because like, you know, people... When I have people over, I want to have them come over 5 o'clock for dinner. 5 o'clock hors d'oeuvres, 5.30, let's do dinner. But you can't do that. My wife says that's absurd. I go, why? 
Most of most they of just our friends ate would, lunch. <laughs> I guess I eat lunch at ten o'clock. <laughs> I do. So it's like I'm ready to eat at five o'clock. So I go over people's homes and they want to eat at seven thirty, eight o'clock. And I'm like, this is torture. And you get there and some people don't actually put out a nice spread for hors d'oeuvres. They, they put out chips and like some dip and maybe some yeah. some crudite. And I whipped through that crudite in two seconds because they put five <laughs> pieces of vegetables down with the dip. <laughs> and then I'm into the fucking I'm stuffed by the time because I'm hungry. I haven't eaten. You've eaten uh, everything on yeah. the little tray. <laughs> the people don't know how to entertain. <laughs> the little tray. I'm a grown-ass man. I need to eat now. I, I wish I could go to people's <laughs> homes and they just serve dinner. Forget the fucking cocktails. I don't drink. But did you use scissors? Of course, of course I use scissors. scissors. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you think I am? 51% think I did. 49 said I did not use scissors. Yeah, I mean, you get Amazon packages. You, got, you have to open them with something. I use the knife on those and... And scissors, I cut little pieces of paper and stuff sometimes. Yeah, sure. Did I microwave something? Of course. Wow. A lot of people think I don't microwave. Did Beth and I have a heated argument? No, we never have a heated argument, honestly. But you've told us about the little disagreements you've had about her going out and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's not a disagreement. I mean, I feel bad because I don't want her to leave me, but it's hard. It's like... She did. I guess I don't know. There was a disagreement. She got angry with me. She said I ruined her good time right. by right. laying a trip on her. But I mean, she's going to Paris without me. I feel, you know, I feel. I feel you I, should be quiet. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I feel. I just. All right. Okay. I'll be quiet. You're right. You're right. She said, "If I say to my wife." Gee, I feel bad you're going to Paris without me. I, and then she goes, why do you do that? Yes, because th she doesn't want her actions making you feel bad. Yeah, I don't know. And then, and then she said it makes her feel bad if I say, like, she's going out with friends. I go, don't get COVID. She says, do you ruin it? For me, and I go yeah, well. Because just reminding she's nervous you, nervous about whether mm. uh, you know you're relaxing or not when she goes out. <laughs> it becomes very difficult to tell you, uh, you know, that she's trying to enjoy herself. Over the summer, did you get a loose stool? I'm sure I did. I mean, I don't remember. Why I, would I'm, you get a loose stool? You're doing the perfect uh, metamucil. You get perfect. You know, perfection in your toilet bowl. <laughs> uh, ninety, I'd say ninety-five percent of the time I have perfection in my toilet bowl, but there is five percent where I can't explain it. It's very, it doesn't look right. So I might have had a, a loose movement, sure. But I have, I have really that didn't agree with you. I got to tell you, my movements now, I'm very proud of. I really am. I tell you, I'm on a good roll with that. I don't know why I'm getting some of the best movements of my movement career. You yeah, know, movement life. I got that figured out.